Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, here it is. It's a Wednesday, the 12th day of July, 2023. Thanks for being here. It's the BS, all sponsored by Sky River Casino, all Grove. My name is Jason Baylor. Right there, that is Nikki D. That is me. There is Nelson. Hello. And your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also text that on the text machine. Uh, messaging and data rates apply every time I don't say that. Nikki mm-hmm. gives me a look. And then when we go into the break, a scolding. <laughs> a reminding. A scolding. <laughs> she gives me this mean face, same way she looks at Nelson's kids when we're out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and says, dumb, dumb, you got to say messaging and data rates apply. Not a problem. All right. Uh, you can get our podcast. You can stream us on the Odyssey app, also thebaileyshow.com, and on social media. Listen to the BS everywhere, threads, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and if you would like to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bailey Show, we would highly appreciate it. At the end of this hour, you don't know Jeff, the five-time, five-time, five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion. I know I kind of run through that, and it's kind of gimmicky, but he really was on Jeopardy, and he won a lot. He did. He's smart. Very smart. So he'll be on, uh, as he is every Wednesday, to play You Don't Know Jeff. Nikki D and I will t- be Team Bailey D. Yeah, we won last week. Right. We're going back-to-back Ooh. weeks against the Brainiac. So you'll have an opportunity to get in on that and win these tickets for the Blues Traveler, Big Ed Todd and the Monsters, and the Spin Doctors. They'll be in town on Saturday, July 28th at the venue, uh, Thunder Valley. You both are welcome. You don't have to say thank you publicly, but you both are welcome. I will publicly say thank you to Rach. I appreciate her. I knew you were going to do that. Yep. I transported... The homemade jelly. I went and picked the blueberries. You mm-hmm. picked two blueberries. Cut it out. I did she not... did the work. She picked the buckets full of blueberries. She washed them. I saw her video where she did all the little grinding and things and mixing. She did it. So yeah. I can thank her. She did. She went on a, the, the Amazon. She got this like whole device. And, she, <laughs> and, and I got to be honest with you. I mean, let's just start at the picking process. So overrated. <laughs> really. You're I, saying you'd have it done for you if you could? It's called a grocery store. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and let me let you in on a little secret. They taste the same. <laughs> they really do. No, they don't. Oh. Fresh ones taste totally different. Have you picked blueberries? I've had them freshly picked for me, though, yes. No, have you gone and picked the blueberries? No, I haven't had an Then I need you to step out of this conversation. Mm. No, my <laughs> friend's family had a blueberry farm, and the ones she brought me taste different. Yeah, but are you comparing that back where you're from? Yes. Because they come from here. So they're basically fresh when they get to the store here. Nelson, I'm not arguing with you about well, the taste being different. It was different, okay? The, anyway, they're the same in the store. I mean, really. And, and I saw people on their knees getting dirty. We were there. The little kids were running around with little minor lamps on their heads. <laughs> it's for the fun of it more than anything. Well, let me be the first to tell you, not that fun. <laughs> that is why. You know what's more fun is having the blueberries Already in your cart and at home mm-hmm. before you get to the second row of blueberry trees picking oh, it. You know, that's more fun. 
that is why you weren't invited originally right there because you don't understand the experience you don't understand why it's, it's women want to do it it's a probably a therapeutic thing I can't speak for Rach for me just to go out do it pick it know you got your own food and then boom she goes home makes her own jam that makes you have this like fulfilling type moment for yourself well you guys need a hobby okay and here's the second part of this we got a lot of boxes to unpack I don't that time she took making this jam for whatever reason I don't even eat jam you know (laughs) I was like if you're gonna make it make sure it's sugar-free like I don't even eat jam it's, it's not like we're a jam family or a jelly family. Every morning we wake up, so I can't wait to have jelly on toast. We're not that family. We very rarely eat jelly. I don't know why it was so important for her to make, and of all things, blueberry jelly. Because she wanted to probably try something new, and your sandwich smelled amazing. I wanted one after I smelled it. I'm going to go home and make me a sandwich. Oh, don't get it twisted. It's delicious. <laughs> it is really, really good, and that sandwich I had today that she made was, was top-notch. It was absolutely delicious. I'm not saying oh. it's not good. I'm just saying there's a time and place to go pick blueberries and make your own blueberry jam. And when you move into a house, just it's not the time and place. It, what there's other a, time is it than now? The apocalypse? September-ish. No. <laughs> Usually the week of September 20th. That's the best time to make jam. <laughs> Kids are back in school. Football's on. Yeah, that's a good jam time. No. Didn't quite understand the whole process. Well, thank you. I would like to say that publicly. Yes. No. No. Also, for me, thank you. All right. You're going to share that with your kids, your children. Is that a like requirement? Well, I would think, I mean, they're kids. They like jelly, right? I'm a jelly guy. Nelson's okay. going to eat this on two sandwiches. I might eat it just in spoonfuls. It'll be gone. That's such a bad day. <laughs> it's like if the, if the end of the world was happening and there was one apple, he'd be like, kids, there's no food left. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that crunching noise in the other room. I, when we went up to, so this place that we went to is in El Dorado Hills, and it was like, it was off the chisel, man. There was tons of people there, and they're all out there doing the same gimmick, and there are people that got into it. Like, these women, I, I overheard them talking. I mean, they were really into this blueberry picking stuff, and, and they were telling each other the tricks of the trade. Oh, nobody gets down on their hands and knees. The best ones are under here. This is where you got to go. Oh, I know. I remember last year when I was at such and such blueberry picking, that's when I found the. I'm like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, what are you people talking about right now? They all look the same. Mm-hmm. There is a bucket. You grab them, you put them in the bucket, and that's it. They now, don't look the same. Some of them are too mushy and ripe. You want to get the good, firm ones, and sometimes they have that little green film thing on them. Well, none of them were blue. And that might have been my sunglasses. They're polarized, but they, none of them, like none of them, look like the ones in the store. That's why I was like, "What are we doing here?" And she was like, "Well, these are the one. This is this is what they look like." So right, she goes, "This is what this is what they look like before they get to the store." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I get it. I, I understand. Uh-huh. We're 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 at the the stage before the store. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I so." How long do we wait before they look like the ones at right. the store? They sat on our counter for like five days. They still didn't. Ch- they didn't get a darker blue. But you, you said it tastes the same, right? So did you taste it right away? Yeah. Okay. So I was hesitant to eat them when I was out there. But when I was a kid, you know, when you're a kid, you pick stuff and you put anything in your mouth, whatever. Yep. So you know, we used to pick uh, blackberries and raspberries as kids, and mm-hmm. you go right off the bush and you pop them in your mouth. You didn't care. You weren't thinking pesticides or anything. No. Nope. So I saw these little kids with little Chilean miner lamps on their heads running around. They're just eating them. <laughs> they had buckets, but nobody was picking. They were just eating them. And I was like, oh, 
Well, well that's like <laughs> <laughs> cancer. <laughs> so I started. I was like, oh, that looks like one I could eat. So I started eating. I was like in my own little world there because Rachel's all serious about this blueberry picking stuff. She was like part of this blueberry it's cult. A serious business. Yeah, she was like, she, you know, then she'd come over and yell at me because I didn't have <laughs> enough in my bucket. Because you weren't even trying. But she was very, very mean. She was very demeaning to me. She was talked down to me. She said, you're not a very good blueberry picker. Next time you're staying at home. Yeah. I was like, God, how did I get in trouble? That's where you belong, <laughs> at home. It was supposed to be me and her going anyway. It was supposed to, well, this was supposed to be a couple's retreat. Her and I going out to do whatever she wanted to do, and I'm there. And I was very positive about the whole experience. And <laughs> halfway through it, she starts yelling at me because my bucket's only halfway oh, through. So now we know your bucket was empty because you just start walking around eating them. No, I was eating them right off the plants. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you weren't putting them in the bucket. I will tell you this, though. The jams that you guys got, uh, not my blueberries. I made sure my blueberries <laughs> are frozen, and they are for my cereal. <laughs> I said, I do not want to participate in this jam-making process. I picked these blueberries, even though it's a half a bucket. It's They're my blueberries. You don't give anyone my don't don't jam my blueberries. Don't give away my blueberries. <laughs> don't touch my blueberries. They're my blueberries. So we were right not to thank you. Got it. Well, now I drove and paid. Oh, please. So right. <laughs> you wouldn't have that jam if I weren't su- such a successful uh, driver. Financial wizard. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is on Prime ain't cheap, just, man. Just trying to string some words together there. Kevin Costner, it's uh, the deal is done. Oh, Kevin, we love Kevin Costner, right? Yellowstone, all that good stuff. Uh, well, he and his wife are getting a divorce. She wanted X. He was telling her you could have Y. The judge comes in, and now they have a settlement. And when I tell you the number, you're going to feel for his soon-to-be ex-wife. There is no way anyone can live off this amount of money. I'm just <laughs> telling you that right now. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Should child support be based off of how much the person paying child support earns? Or should it be based off of how much you can sell a judge on what you need each month to take care of your kids? It has to go off what the person earns. And that's simply because you are accustomed to a certain type of way of living or habits of living with your children. So it, that's why it goes by what you earn. I know what it goes by. That was not my question. My question was, which one is which one should it be? I think that's what it should be, what you earn. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, th- I think that there's like a certain bar that, especially with these celebrities, you know, I mean, Kevin Costner's estranged wife, is going to receive just under $130,000 a month for her two kids. That's ridiculous. I mean, like, that's a stupid amount of money. You know that's not all going to take care of kids. You can take care of children for less money than that a month, right? But you got to think about child support, and this is what, for some reason, people overlook. Child support is not buying kids uh, clothes and shoes and Child support is feeding them. It is making sure they have a roof over their heads, lights, water. It is sustaining their way of life. So it absolutely, if you are living in mansions and your kids are going to private schools and all of these things, you absolutely need more money than the minimum to take care of them. Well, she asked for 248000 and uh, Kevin Costner offered her 52000 give or take, just under. And the judge came back at this number, which would be... 
$1,548,000 a year. So she's making $1.5 million a year. Like, I wish I could have kids and and get divorced from a... From a celebrity with a bunch of money, dude. I would find a way if I if I could get paid one point five million dollars. Their kids are like not young, young. They're not young, young. So it costs more to take care of them. They probably are in sports. You got to think these kids are super probably spoiled. They probably have maids. They probably have all kind of things that they're accustomed to doing. And she has to keep that up, even though she's divorcing him. But isn't this a great time to kind of scale back on some stuff? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, like, if your kids are that spoiled, I'm not saying they, these kids are, but for conversation's sake, if they're that spoiled and living above their means and not understanding what it's like to be a normal freaking human being, don't you think this is a good time to step in as a parent and say, you know what, Kev, I, I really think you need to humble us a little bit. I'm going to take the 51 grand a month. Even still, by the way, it's a lot of money. Right. You know, some people don't even make $51,000 a year mm-hmm. and they still live just fine with numerous children. You know, I understand the cost of living and I understand what their tastes could and should be and all that good stuff, but that's a lot of money, man. I mean, this his accountant claimed that the uh estranged wife, this is Christina Christine Bumgardner figured the figure that she threw out there included more than a hundred thousand dollars for cosmetic procedures because that has a lot to do with the kids um nothing to do with them well did they say is this all child support or is part of this alimony uh no this is just child support okay this is just child support from what i read just child support yeah so she'll still get some type of alimony too i right. do believe she's gonna be lit. like dude nice job christine absolutely wow well good job uh, Kevin will also pay Christine's $300,000 for attorney's fees and forensic costs, but they'll split the kids' health care expenses. Oh, I hope she's going to be okay. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't put her into poverty. Extracurricular activities. She's going to have to pick up the tab for, I'm assuming, a Chuck E. Cheese every once in a while. No, extra extracurricular activities is normally like the kids' sports and whatever, those type of things that they do. Oh, well, either. Which is expensive. Yeah, I just hope she's got enough. And private school tuition, they're going to split it 50-50. So, again, hope she's okay with that. She should be okay with that. You think so? 50. You think she'll be okay? You think she'll have enough money to, to buy food? See, and you're trying to crack jokes, but I'm telling you that she is upset with him for something that he did. So she's trying to do whatever she can to make his life even more difficult because she's mad at him. Right. That's, and that's kind of my point. I, I, I've been <laughs> through a divorce, and it was amicable. It could it could easily get ugly. Now we didn't have kids involved, but people that try to get receipts on others because of something like I've seen it a million times over again. Especially in this job, you know, you talk to people that are going through a divorce, had a divorce. You'll have an attorney that does divorces. He'll come on the radio. You'll take stories, the whole radio kind of song and dance type of thing. And I love that stuff. I love hearing about it. And I tell people all the time, it's not worth being. Ma- okay, she cheated on you. Get her as far away from you as possible. If she wants ten thousand dollars and you can afford it, give her the ten grand and let her walk. So just get put your distance in between you and them. Get them out of your life. It's unhealthy to have them in your life. Now, granted, I was if, say you can't do that with kids. I was going to say, granted, if there are kids <laughs> involved, that's a different story. No, totally different story. I understand that, uh, but sometimes kids aren't involved. Yes, sometimes they aren't, but in this case, they definitely are. We got something uh, on the text machine. Yeah. 
It says from a two pearl, but of course he has to pay and she can't pay anything. Typical women get everything while the men lose everything, rich or not. Well, you know, I don't want to turn this into, you know, a chauvinistic conversation, but for years, I mean, that has been the 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 way that these things worked. It was always the women that without a doubt were were the winners in this. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of become a thing the best of my memory like in the last 20 years or so there's a lot of attorneys that just focus you know their whole gimmick is men's rights men's rights men's rights because women aren't always right men aren't always wrong men aren't always right women aren't always wrong you got to look at this very fair this is one of those things that does exist that lean towards the woman the mother the guy's always the bad guy and that's not the case all the time it is not the case all the time in a lot of scenarios though unfortunately the mothers are the ones that are left taking care of these kids while the dads go off and live their lives and do whatever they want to do so we should be compensated and help take care of these kids because we're the ones with them day in day out i don't disagree with that i don't disagree with that i just think there should be kind of a you know hundred and 30 grand a month. That's like, I mean, we <laughs> talked about how much Kevin's making. That's right. not breaking his bank at all. Well, he's but, not on Yellowstone anymore. But that's so his, what? That's his money. <laughs> no, it's, it's their, their money. money. Well, that's their money. They've been married a long time. She's not I some flyby who just came in. And she doesn't work, right? Like, that was the whole thing. She was raising the kids. I thought she was a stay-at-home mom. I thought she was, too. I think she is, too. So then you do have to compensate her. I mean, if she wasn't working and now you've accustomed her to a certain... What's the going rate for the stay-at-home mom these days? Uh, was that a million dollars a year? $129,755 a month? Yep, if your husband's Kevin Costner. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And I'm not. Da- and look, I am not downing stay-at-home moms. That is not an easy job. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I just, you know, I'm playing around just a little bit. But, you know, like if, if you go into... You go into the courtroom. You're like, you know, I really want 250 grand, and you 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 get 130 grand. Like, do you walk out as feeling like you, you had a win, or you're like, yeah, that's we get treated horribly in this town. <laughs> every every divorce I've gone through, I've been just crap on. <laughs> it's always that Judge Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> he hates women. Hates women. Just it's always our fault. <laughs> Swear to God, if I didn't have vagina, I would have got my two fifty. <laughs> like do you walk I, I would walk out of the courtroom like that's a win, right? I'm getting 130 grand. I would walk out of the courtroom that way, but again, I don't know her lifestyle and what she's accustomed to, if she was happy with that or if she felt like she was gypped. I think she may feel a little gypped. Well, you know, it's like the it's like the whole Craigslist model of buying things, right? You always offer lower. So she probably came in high. She's like, "Well, I'm going to say 250 because you know I'm going to get 150." No, oh, maybe. But she doesn't get texts like this, or he doesn't. Like what? My credit card just asked me if I approved about 200 dollars for the California State Fair. Oh yes, tell them yes. What? Those are our tickets. What? 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 Who's our? Uh, me, Rach, my daughter, uh, my cousin's daughter, bees. So five of us are going. I'm giving her the money back for my stuff, though. I told her to let me know how much it is. I'm going to Venmo her. So don't say no for the charges. What he's saying is Venmo him. Well, whoever I need to Venmo, <laughs> but I told her I was giving her the don't money. Don't look at me like that. I can't. I you can't. know we're going on Saturday. I don't even know why you're looking like that. <laughs> Nelson, stop laughing. <laughs> oh it's God, fine. Man. I got to be honest with you. I don't know what to say right now. What you do you just, mean you don't know 
what to say. You just told me to approve a charge on my credit card for you and 18 of your family members <laughs> and your to go to and a daughter, fair. We're all going together. Uh, I <laughs> and I'm not even invited? Yeah, I did not no. hear your ticket in there. Yeah. Because he's not going. I it's heard just the five of us. It's, a, it's all girls going, girls and women. You want to go with a bunch of girls and women to the fair? I'd like at least to be asked. No. Like, well, you were asked by Chase Bank or whoever the hell just texted you. <laughs> no. I'm oh, being wait. told. I'm told right. Because <laughs> they said, we just approved $178. It's not even do you approve? At California State Fair. Do you recognize this transaction? Circle yes or no. <laughs> Questions call 1-800. Well, I know Rach can't call you right now, so that's why I'm just letting you know what it's for. She can get on the text machine. 916-909-0985, Rach. Messaging data rates apply. Oh, my God. I got to tell you. She said approve it. Right. Yeah, go ahead and guess. just letting him know what it's for. Yeah, me, my daughter, cousin, cousin Willie. Her mom. Uncle Bart, uh-huh. his wife Letitia, <laughs> their kids, Quanny yeah. and Tawny. You know TT's going. They made us buy two tickets for his penis. <laughs> no men are going. Man, we got a then my second cousin, DeAndre and his boys. DeAndre Jr., DeAndre the second, third, fourth, and fifth. So no. just, just approve it, yes. Yeah. I told her I'd get the money back to her sometime. You're good for it. Waiting for my uh, you know, alimony to come in or whatever it is you collect. Do not even act like that. She She's getting them because we got a deal getting it from Costco. Sounds like a great deal to me. It was. Pay this I, I didn't see any mention of Costco, by the way. No. <laughs> and it wasn't a bulk text. <laughs> and I don't see how this is a great deal. Jason, by the way, heads up, you're staying at home Saturday night, but we're going to the fair. Right. Like, that checks out. You knew we were going. Why know are you acting I, like this? I did not know. You did. We were going to see Boys to Men. Golly. Oh, oh Boys to Men are at the fair? Yes. Oh. On Saturday. Well I, well, I like Boys the Men. Oh, my gosh. Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> that is not Downtown boys Philly. ABC BBD. BBC. Uh, that is not East Coast Family. You just uh-huh. mixed up two groups. Yeah, I know, but the, the guys in the same style. Belle Biv DeVoe is not Boys the Men. But same dude. It's definitely not the same dude. He started the band. What are you talking about? Who started what band? Biv started Boys the Men. Yeah, but I mean, you talking about Bell, Bib, DeVoe, that's a totally different group. Well, I understand it that. It all runs together. It all runs together. Okay, it runs Cause together. Because they're part of the East Coast family. <laughs> <laughs> I bought fluorescent tank tops because of that video. I Motown Philly, back <laughs> again. <laughs> Sing the next line. Doing a little, little East Coast <laughs> thing. <laughs> Boys to men. I love that. Go ahead. Something else. I had that CD too. (laughs) Going to the fair. Going to the California fair. Oh, Nikki D is the definition of entitled in the worst way. No joke. In the world. Uh, I didn't think that my text would get through that quick. (laughs) Damn, that thing works pretty good. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I know the manager of Boys to Men too. 
Oh, you do? I do. But get us some backstages then so we can go back there. Yeah, that one you can circle a big N on. <laughs> <laughs> because what happens is they only allow stuff when I'm there. Oh. oh. Look at it. Go do your little like headlines that. thing. I I'm will. Gonna, I'm going to call the manager. <laughs> while you're calling the manager, I'm going to tell you what family pet is on the loose in L.A. and why a Vegas stripper was arrested. All right, two big stories from today. Get you that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Five or no. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Just to prove your stupid tickets. Thank you so much. For the state fair. By the way, Boys and Men's not uh, not Saturday. I know. I just wanted to get up. Want to make sure you get all your family in the door. Lying no. to me. <laughs> First round of, uh, well, enjoy yourselves. Thank you. First round of headlines. All sponsored by Good Guys Heating and Air. I love these guys. They're back in my house on Friday. And clean out some kind of filter gimmick. Uh, GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Best service, best price guarantee. That's no BS. Go ahead, Nikki D. A rare pet is on the loose, but most people won't want to find it. H1. Alex wrote that the snake did feed prior to its escape, but warned that residents or warned residents it could eat uh, cats and small to medium-sized dogs. A rare, yeah, a rare 15-foot python has escaped from these people's homes in Los Angeles. This is according to UPI, and they've put out a warning to everybody that's in the neighborhood if you if you see this snake. It's a yellow and black. 15-foot-long python, and I love looking at snakes. Now, would I want to find it sitting on my back porch? No, I would not, but I like looking at them through cages and things. He didn't say how the snake got out, and he's not a, a danger to people. So if a person sees the snake, again, he probably won't bite you or do anything like that. But once the snake gets hungry, if they don't find it soon, he may eat a cat, a dog, something like that. Or a kid. He probably won't eat a kid. The hell he won't. Let me tell you a story. Uh, Samsilla, Florida. This was about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, I, I think having snakes as pets is like one of the stupidest things. They're Agreed. not pets. Agreed. They're the dumb. Like, you don't cuddle. You don't say, you don't teach them tricks. It's 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 a, look at me. I've got a snake for a pet. It's just so stupid. Anyway, especially when you walk around with it. Look at me. I got a snake around my neck. And then it bites you. Uh, this, this, these idiots that lived in a trailer had uh, a couple different snakes as pets. One being a python, not 15 feet long, but one is a python. Uh, they had a newborn. Mm-hmm. Snake got out of its cage, strangled the kid. Oh, wrapped man. itself around it. Yeah, little babies like that, they could be in danger. You're right. I so yeah, it is that. dangerous to have that running around, and God knows where it can end up, and blah blah blah. It's been loose for some days now. They have not found it. The owner kind of like cracked a joke saying oh we'll we'll find her in the place we least expect to find her come here come here girl come here. <laughs> right like she's gonna respond yeah all right second start what happens in vegas doesn't always stay in vegas h2 arrest report shows brian danilzik got into a fight at the flamingo rather just before 11 30 last night According to KLAS, there's video of this, which is so fun to watch. A tourist is in Vegas. What's being claimed by his wife is that his drink was spiked. But whatever happened, he ends up taking his clothes off. He attacks this man that only has one leg. When the cops come into the first casino he's in, he runs out of that casino, 
goes to another one, gets up on the table and starts doing like a strip dance and tease. He ends up laying down and spreading his legs out. It is the most awkward but funny video to watch. Yeah, they ended up getting him. He was at Harrah's. Yeah. And I know exactly in Harrah's because I gamble a lot at Harrah's when I go to Vegas. I know exactly where he was at in the casino. Uh, I don't know what kind of drug somebody could have spiked your drink with to make you do that. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, that's what his wife is saying. She's saying the doctors, um, they're getting testing done with the doctor to determine what drug was in his system. I, I don't believe that. What do you think he did? He just, just got, drunk too much? He just, yeah, he, got, he just couldn't handle his liquor. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's Vegas. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. You get drunk and do stupid things. But you know what I feel sorry for? The, the lady who was the dealer on that table and he was all in her face? Nope. Who? Security guards. Oh, who had to tackle him naked? Oh. <laughs> they I've had always, to wrestle him. I've always said, if you want to break into my house, do it naked because I ain't fighting you. <laughs> oh, not happening. You're not fighting him if you feel like your life is in danger, though? Take it. I'm not touching your ding-ding. <laughs> no. Well, it's, he'll also put two in your chest, too. So. It, it's, it's, not, it's not happening. That's what, and then the, the flip side of that is if you break into somebody's house, do it naked because <laughs> they ain't going to stop you. You walk around the TV. What are they going to No, No guy. <laughs> no guy wants to wrestle another. <laughs> it's funny when you see these like street fights. What's the first thing a guy does? Takes his shirt off. For whatever reason. Like you're on concrete. Why would you take your armor off? Like you take your <laughs> shirt off. And I've never seen anybody do this, but the smartest thing to do in any street fight is. Take all of your clothes off. Or just your pants. Because no guy wants to fight a naked man. <laughs> I think that's why the cops let him get escape the first time and make it to the second <laughs> casino. Because they were there in the first casino and he ran off. If you get in an altercation at a bar and the guy's a lot bigger than you, or you know he's some MMA dude, right? Take all of your clothes off. He's not going to fight you. Mm-mm. I promise you. He's not going to fight you. It might be a little embarrassing, a little chilly. Whatever. But <laughs> a little chilly. No one is going to touch you. Matter of fact, the entire crowd will back off. It'll part like the Red Sea. <laughs> but like, I've never seen anyone do that. Mm-mm. And it's what you need to do. So, yeah, this guy was just drunk. I saw a guy before they imploded uh, Bills and O'Shea's. I was there the night before they did all of it. I mean, this is back in the day. And I saw a guy lose, uh, I guess, $30,000 was his life savings. He Ooh. lost it all in roulette. No, craps. Oh. And he was, like, the place was just destroyed. They were giving out free shots because they were just trying to get rid of all liquor. Mm-hmm. And he was in the bathroom, curled up in fetal position, crying. Like, don't tell my fiance. I lost it all. I lost it all. And not one person stopped to help him. <laughs> nope. <laughs> He they was, must be used to seeing it. He was in fetal position in the corner of the bathroom, and there was, like, standing pee water, and he was just squirming in it, crying. Ew. like a Like a child. <laughs> and people were like, excuse me, man. Pardon me. I got to get into the stall. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, need two players. One of you, you're going to pick either Team Jeopardy Jeff, uh, and then the other one's going to pick, well, one is going to pick Team Jeopardy Jeff, one's going to pick us, Team yeah, Bailey D. That's absolutely. how this works, so. Uh, we'll have five-time, 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 five-time world heavyweight Jeopardy champion on. Nelson will take the reins, ask some trivia questions, and hopefully my partner in trivia crime and I can mm-hmm. go back-to-back weeks of being fairly smart. If you pick the right team, we've got tickets for you. You got Blues Traveler, Big Head Todd, the Monsters, and the Spin Doctors. July 28th, the venue, Thunder Valley. That's a Saturday night. All right, need some players here. 916 909-0985. Again, 
909-0985. You don't know Jeff is the game. We'll play it here next. It's the BS on that A-Rock. If I'm you, Nikki D, I'm getting that money back that I just paid for your fare tickets with because I'm telling you right now that juice is running. What juice? Interest. I, I'm not paying you interest. I'm giving you your money today. 36%. Today. By the hour. So there is no interest. <laughs> no, there is. There is not. You don't want to be late on payments with me. I'm not making payments. I got a friend named Bruno on introduce you to. I don't have to make payments. I will get you the full amount. How do you like that pinky finger? <laughs> it's fine. I'm taking it. No, you're not. 36%. Juice is running. <laughs> Next time, use your own credit card then. That's how my credit cards work. I didn't use your credit card. You did something with my credit card. I definitely did I just, not. I just hit a Y. <laughs> Uh, all right, appreciate you being here. It's the BS, all sponsored by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson, our friend, five-time, 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 five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion. Jeopardy Jeff joins the show. How are you, Jeffrey? I am pretty well. Good afternoon, all of you. How are you doing? Good. Hey. Not wearing hey. a concert T-shirt, I might No, uh, we broke that string last week, so uh, He's we'll back try to business. Uh, you I'm are. on vacation, so yeah. I'm just kind of chilling. You are correct. Roger in Woodland. Looks like you want to play with Jeff. I don't blame you. How are you, Roger? Let's go, Jeff. I'm doing awesome. How about you guys? (laughs) Let's go, Jeff. All right, buddy. We're doing good. Thanks for uh, playing. Just hang on. Don't go anywhere. And then we've got Caroline and Sack. How are you, Caroline? I am doing great, thanks. The good news is we won last week. The bad news is I can't promise you we're winning this week. Oh, why do you think that? Because he's smart. Oh, okay. And you're not. I mean, we're not. Sorry, 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 sorry. We're not. Uh, Caroline, hang on. Don't go anywhere. Wish the best. Wish the best. All right. (laughs) Playing for uh, Blues Traveler, Big Ed Todd, the Monsters, and Spin Doctors tickets. Uh, Thunder Valley, the venue, July 28th. Nelson, are you ready? Oh, buzzing sounds. Yeah. Jeopardy Jeff. Nah. All right. Nikki D. Faith. Mine is woo. All right. When you hear their minor Nikki's, it's Team Bailey D. We are a team. Going against the Brainiac, that would be Jeff. Nelson, are you ready? I am. All right, go ahead. And your first question is in Star Wars, the category of Star Wars. The movie The Empire Strikes Back takes partially uh, takes place partially on this. Whoa. Bailey D. Hoth. Hoth. No, Hoth. Hoth. Yeah. Hoth. The TH, right? TH, yes. And that would be correct. On this ice planet, Hoth. You let me get those. Yeah. Hoff. I was saying I agreed. Hoff was the uh, a gentleman that yeah. no longer with us. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is the name of the creature that ambushes and captures Luke Skywalker on Hoff? Whoa. Bailey D. Five. Four. Is it U2, D2? Three. Two. See, I just had it and you threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an answer? No, he was put into a tauntaun, but it wasn't. I forget. Tauntaun is incorrect. Yeah. Jeopardy Jeff for the steal? I can picture it, but I can't remember it. So God, I'll that's say a. Ewok. No, that's right. Ewok that's a be- great question. I, I feel so stupid. A wampa. Wampa. Son of the wampa. God. Star Wars brethren are like, you're not a fan. Exactly. Take those collectibles and throw them away. I got one out of two. All right. Moving on to the category of geography. What is the smallest country? Whoa. Bailey D. By a nose. <laughs> Five. What are you laughing at? Four. I'm just laughing it would at be, myself. It would be Madagascar. 
And then, is that your final answer? Yes. And that would be incorrect. <laughs> Shepardy Jeff, for steal, the, the smallest country is? Sometimes it's the way you say it. <laughs> With conviction. I'm going to say Vatican City. And you would be correct. Oh, so then what is that? No. <laughs> right next door, I think. Next. Is Madagascar even a country? Madagascar is a country, yeah. Shoo, all right. Let's go. In the category of, will you get anything right? <laughs> Bavaria is a region in the south. <laughs> Jeopardy Jeff. Germany. And that would be Whoa. correct. Germany. <laughs> That's good. He's good at jug. He is. In the category of language, which four-letter term means a sudden overthrow of the government? Whoa. Bailey D. That would Five. be a coup. Four. Final answer? Yes, C-O-U-P. Is she in agreement? Yep. And that would be correct. What up? That makes me look mad It really smart. does. It really <laughs> does. And you could spell it too. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. You should be on Jeopardy. <laughs> you should be on Jeopardy. Let's go, she says. How about what branch of math means small pebble for counting in Latin? Boo. Bailey Dean. That would be. Geography. No. I mean, geometry. Five. No, that would be Four. algebra. And that would be. Right? Yeah. Incorrect. Jeopardy, Jeff. Small pebble for counting in Latin is this word. Uh, Five. Going between two, I'll say calculus. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. What was the other one? Tree. I was thinking of trigonometry, but I knew that was a three thing, so I threw that out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. smart move. You mean oh, over there? You said, geom- said geography. In the category of TV, which reality TV series do you associate with the quote "The tribe has spoken"? Safe. Oh, that's Bailey D by a hair. Survivor. Survivor. And that would be correct. Yeah, we had that. I heard him as your lips began to move. Mm. We're tied. Mulder and Scully are Whoa. the. Bailey Dean. X-Files. The X-Files. The X-Files. Yeah. Final answer? Yes. Yep. The X-Files. Correct. Did you say re- didn't you say reality television? Yep. I just said TV. Oh, did you TV? Okay. The yeah. first question was of About reality, reality TV. TV. Gotcha. Yes. That was the category of TV. In the category of golf, mm. which was the first major that Tiger Woods won in 1997? Oh, Faith. And that would be Jeopardy Jeff. Masters. And that would be correct. I was going to guess that. I knew it. I knew that. I watched that. Huh. Such a racist mm-hmm. tournament. Let's have a tournament called the Masters in the South on a plantation. <laughs> it doesn't get any worse than that. Which golfer has won the most major tournaments? <laughs> that would be Jeopardy Jeff. Fine. Jack Nicklaus. Say again? <laughs> Nicklaus. Okay, just wanted to confirm that it was a Nicholas. Same guy that did Batman. That I heard. <laughs> I believe he was an alternate for Batman. In the category of Top Gun, what is the name of the main antagonist pilot Boom. in the film? Bailey Dean. Iceman. Agreed. 
That would be well, at least he's checking. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not, but at least he is. You never check with me. That would be correct. What song from the movie became Bailey Dean? Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins. I did not check on that one. I apologize. Mm. What song from the movie became a major hit and won the Academy Award for Best Original Song? Five. Yeah, I would have said Danger Zone too. Uh, um, two. I time of my life. I can't remember. Berlin. It would be Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Yeah. Berlin. Yeah. They won the Academy Award. Did not know that. That was tricky. You did that on purpose. I did. Good question. Yeah, very good question. <laughs> I did. And what's great about that scene, like if you remember when it first came out, the way that it was shot, the cinematography, <laughs> it's like black and like a blue. And they're just shadows, and you can just see Tom Cruise's tongue go into Kelly McGillis's mouth. Ooh. And they're shadows. It's pretty sexy. Okay. Yeah. You're falling. It's intense. And she became a lesbian in Key West. Now she's straight again. In the category of art, which famous painting is known for its enigmatic smile? Babe. That would be Woo. Jeopardy Jeff. Woo. Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa is correct. I think you said Mona Lisa. He did, but it's fine. What, what did you say? Didn't get in. You didn't say the Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. What? He, said, oh. he did say the correct answer. Mona Lisa. Mona. Anna Wintour is famous in what field? Boop. Bailey D. Nikki, take Art. this one. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Art, yes. And that would be incorrect. It's a good guess in the art category. <laughs> Anna Wintour, famous for what field? Better than anything I had. Fashion. And fashion would be correct. Oh, Mr. Concert T. How did you know that? I, I don't know, but I did. So, you know, <laughs> nothing else. In the category. Yeah, What's the oh, score, by the way? Hold on for a second. Uh, we have five. Jeopardy Jeff has seven. Uh, Roger, you're up by two, but we got plenty of time. Are you feeling confident that you're going to win this? We're taking it all. All right. Oh, wow. All right. Let me see how Caroline. Caroline, you still have faith in me and Nikki? Of course. Okay. I like that. Positive. All right. Go ahead. Continue. In the category of business definitions. No. I feel like I'm on Billy Madison. (laughs) (laughs) Business ethics. This means the rate at which staff leaves your company and then... Bailey D. Downsizing. I was going to say turnover. Oof. You Five, pick it. Four. I'm going to say turnover. No. Is that your final answer? Yep. And that would be correct. No, I didn't say no to you. <laughs> what were you saying no to? I, was, I saw Jeopardy Jeff mouthing downsizing. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's not the, it. The rate at which staff leave your company and are then replaced by new people. Turn size. Is your turn Turnover. 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 Yes. Oh, Jesus. I was going to say attrition, so yeah. I don't know. Oh. That's why I said no. Yeah, because I saw your yeah. You saw that. <laughs> saw your eyes. What is the name given to the practice of favoring your own relatives? Whoa. Bailey Dean. Nepotism. Is that what that is? It is, yes. Okay. That is what that is. I also have an ice cream. Boom, just like Nep- that, we're tied. Nep- <laughs> is an ice I don't know cream. anything about business, obviously. So. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> in the category of Pixar. Yes. In which... <laughs> we're, we're back in it, baby. <laughs> 
In which Pixar film does a robot embark on a journey yeah. through Jeopardy Jeff? Wally. And that would be I correct. think I even knew that. Did Why don't Jeff you? buzzed in too fast? Well, you know the game. Just buzz in. I gotta hear the question. Mm. In Monsters Inc., what is the name of the one-eyed green monster? <laughs> Bailey, uh, excuse me, Jeopardy Jeff. It's Mike Wazowski. And that would be correct. Aren't your kids older? I don't know. This. Remember when all those came out? My kids were younger. Oh, okay. So like Creeper. <laughs> creeper. Yeah, that is one of the older movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how it works. You know, they get older. I yeah, I I, I get. It. I think I've been to a couple. <laughs> In the category of animals. What are the claws of a bird of prey? What? Bailey D. Talons. Talons is correct. Talons is correct. Mm-hmm. There was a car called the Eagle Talon mm. that looked like the Mitsubishi Eclipse. Mm. Anyway. Which animal can go with the word but go before the words glove, hound, and truck? Dave. And that would be Team Jeopardy Jeff. Oof. Oh. Fox. Fox glove, fox hound, and the fox trot. Did we know that? Uh, yeah, we knew that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. What's the score? Uh, we have eight. Jeopardy Jeff has ten. Really? Yes. Okay, let's go. We got uh, two minutes, 120 seconds. In the category of Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park is said to be on what island? Five, four, three. Whoa. Bailey D. Jekyll. <laughs> Isn't, aren't they? We're going to go with Jekyll. Fine. We're going to go with Jekyll and go wrong on that one. Close, though. Jeopardy Jeff, you know what island Jurassic Park is said to be set on? I don't remember. Thunder. Kokomo. It'd be the Island Nubar. Wow. Island Nubar. That's a deep cut right there. Good question. Yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park is based on a book by which author? <laughs> Team Jeopardy Jeff. I think it's Michael Crichton. And Michael Crichton would be. I think it's Michael Crichton. Correct. Okay. You think correctly. MK. That's an educated guess. Right. 60 seconds. In the category of candy, which candy is served through a cartoon head? Dave. That would be Bailey D. Pez. Pez, correct. And that would be correct. That's cool. <laughs> More candy. Where don't M&M's melt? Safe. Bailey D again by a nose. In your mouth. Not in your hand. Not in your hand. What is your answer? Hand. He you, said where they don't melt. Yeah, not in your hand. Yeah, not in your hand. What? So your answer is? Not hand. Yeah. Hand. Hand. Thank you. Why are you making this so damn... You heard what we said. No, you said mouth. You said mouth first. I just needed to know for sure you guys were talking. Come on, go, 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 go. In the category of music, at what age have several famous musicians... Whoa! Bailey D. 27. Yes. She agrees. She agrees. All right, that's it. Where are we at? Time's up. We're tied. We're tied. We both have 11. Okay, here we go. This is it, Jeopardy Jeff. Who was the? I'm kidding. I can't. Now, oh judges? No, 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 no. Okay, I, I have to look to you. You're both a contestant and a judge. There you go. <laughs> Who was the manager of Elvis Presley? Dave. And that would be Jeopardy Jeff by a hair. Colonel Tom. Ah. Five. Parker. And that would be correct. Whoa. 
And I would not have accepted it without the colonel, but he does Dang. steal it. Would you have just accepted the colonel? I wouldn't have accepted. No, I needed Colonel Tom Parker. Oh, my God. What about Tom wow. Hanks? I would not have accepted Tom Hanks, no. I just put two and two together. They were both Toms, though. I don't know, man. I think we were in on that. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we was, too. Son of a bitch. Oh I heard me. I heard you. I didn't even hear you. Chest hurts. Oh, hey. Roger, congratulations. Uh, Blues Traveler, Big Ed Todd the Monster, Spin Doctor says those are your tickets. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening, sir. You hang on. Caroline, sorry we let you down. <laughs> nah, you didn't let me down. It was fun. I mean, let's be honest. It was... <laughs> it was what? You let me down a little bit. Yeah. She's just saying you let her down. I let her down. That is not what she said. She said it. <laughs> hey, wow, that's crazy. All right, Caroline, we'll have uh, more chances tomorrow and uh, Friday, okay? All right, I'll try again. All right, see you later. Thank you very much. By the way, the show, Thunder Valley, the venue, July 28th. It's a Saturday. You can go online if you'd like and purchase tickets, or you can listen tomorrow and Friday and we'll have more. Jeopardy Jeff, follow him on social media, Facebook and Twitter. He is the man. Congratulations. Totally redeeming yourself with Colonel Tom Parker. Nicely done, my friend. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay? Thank you all. Enjoy your week. See you later. See you, Bye. buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God, we, that was like not one of those things where we got smoked. No. We were in it. To win it. And we had it. And we buzzed. I mean, we couldn't have buzzed no faster. God. I mean, you could have buzzed a hair faster because he got in before you. I didn't just, hear him. I didn't even hear him. So I, I go off know. lips as well. I got to be honest with you. I just don't think you were in it today. I don't Me? think you gave your best. Yeah. <laughs> I got us the right answer that you tried to say was wrong. I got us to the Olympics, and you're like, screw you. I'm not pushing the bobs. Now, she does oh have God, you there. I totally buzzed on this last question because I knew you knew it. Yeah, I did. What are you talking about? <laughs> like I didn't buzz. I didn't hear it. Yes, you my buzz was the loudest one. I didn't even hear Jeopardy Jeffs. I heard yours after mine. Mine was first. You keep saying that like you're calling some impropriety on Jeopardy Jeffs uh, buzz. I'm just saying I didn't hear him. I heard Elvis and I was like, boo. Like I was on it. As soon as I heard Elvis, I was on it. That's all I know. Because you're a big Elvis fan. <clears throat> Huge. Right. I know he died on the toilet. Yeah. He's nothing, I, nothing but a. Hound dog. Right. Ooh. Crying all the time. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Motown <laughs> Philly back again. <laughs> Put a little East Coast swing. <laughs> uh, there is a word. It's an adjective that is being used to compliment men, but not women. And I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this because it's for a long time not been something we scream from the mountaintops that we are. I'll tell you what word that is here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. The word that is now a compliment for guys and not for women is sensitive. I cannot believe that. I have been in so many arguments because of that word. Now it's being accepted is what you're saying? How so? What do you mean? Because men don't like to be called sensitive. So I have... I don't want to say a habit, but sometimes in an argument, I do say, stop being sensitive, or why are you being sensitive, or why is this a sensitive subject for you, and men hate it. Well, you do understand that, just like any word in the English language, it's how it's presented. Right. <laughs> when you're telling a man, 
stop being sensitive. Like when you tell somebody relax versus saying, hey, would you like to go on a relaxing vacation (laughs) versus relax? Two totally different. You know, I like it. One of my one of the things that I really love about you, Tyrone, is that you're sensitive (laughs) versus Tyrone. You're being really like overly sensitive right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the first way you said it is what men are liking now. The fact that they're being called sensitive in a, in that way. You, you know, that's a great question, Nikki D, because it doesn't, like, that's kind of the the gray area in this poll or whatever the hell it is when they asked all these uh, 2,000 people, turns out guys are more likely to see it as a compliment. Women might not. I mean, you could, I know somebody's thinking this right now. You know, the, the idea of what guys are now is totally changing. The new generation's a little bit softer and, a lot softer. And and the and one of the reasons being is because they were raised by John Wayne type guys or women. Uh or well, right. but, but more men, I'm saying like the guy, you know, it was the the boomers, it was this is what a man does, right? I still subscribe to that. But I'm a Gen Xer. You know, so as the generations got watered down and watered down, I think the revolt is to say I don't want to be anything like that. It was too much. It was ridiculous. Because some of the over-the-top guy things are silly, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I, I can't do that because it's not guy. It's uh-huh. not man. You know, and like the younger generation, like, that's just stupid, dude. Like, call me call me sensitive. It's fine. I, I like, It's okay to be sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. And also making men feel like it's not okay for them to cry. That went out the window. So now it was like, well, you can cry and you can do this and it's fine. And I'm not saying you can. I'm not depends saying men can't cry. Depends on what room you're in. Yeah, absolutely, Nelson, because you cry all the time. And I'm, I am bash she, you on that. Now, do you see how she flip-flops? In one whole sentence, she was just like, and, you know, guys can cry. Well, you cry all the time. But yeah, I back you well, I do. And, and what was even funnier is that you were inferring uh-huh. me. I was. And she yeah. blamed you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I like, <laughs> I missed that mark completely. <laughs> I, I I don't necessarily agree with that. I st- what do you think men can cry? Men, absolutely men can cry. There's nothing wrong with it. But you can't be weepy. Crying all the time. Yeah. I want to cry all the time. Okay, yeah, you, you. You, you can't be, the you know, Nelson cry. Nelson does cry a, do. lot. a lot. Oh my. He's the most crying man I've ever met. If you were walking down the street and a uh, Barbie doll, baby, a baby doll. Baby doll. Got run over by a truck, he'd cry. Maybe. I can't believe it lost. It depends life. on the situation. Yeah, that kind of thing. A lot of that came after I had a daughter, though. It made you more I don't know. It was sensitive. like immediately after having a daughter. So Nelson's part of what I'm talking about. He's the softer side of life. Yeah. Sears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the now defunct department star. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, in so many ways. That's what Nelson is. He's... He's the empty building in Arden right now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what he is. Whenever you drive by, just think Nelson. I'm going to cry right the, now. Go to the farmer's market or Twin Peaks or over there. You just go, that's Nelson right there. <laughs> so, like, my wife, probably one of the last things she'd use to describe me as sensitive. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all what? She would definitely not use sensitive to describe you at all. Not even a little bit. You're like tricky today with what you agree on and what you don't. I can't figure it out. I can't get a read either. Like versus going, oh, I agree with that. Not at all. Like what's not at all? (laughs) So you're agreeing that I'm not a very sensitive person. No, you're not sensitive. 
but I think that I am. Why do you think that? I excuse me, <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> Go ahead, tell him how you feel. Don't hold it in. Tell him right I now. I think that I am. How can you think that? <laughs> I can't look at you. I mean, <laughs> like, like there are things. That you're sensitive about? You know what I'll say in the same thing that I get sensitive about? You are very sensitive in affairs that when it comes to raising your kids. There you go. Yes. That's I will give him that. Words are in it. My, mm-hmm. lip, my lips to your ear. When have you seen him cry about it? I didn't say cry. You don't, have to cry. cry. you don't have to cry yeah. to be sensitive. I do, but not everybody does. <laughs> yeah, that's the Sears. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but outside of that, what else makes you sensitive? In um, your opinion. <laughs> It's going to take a minute. You coming back tomorrow? Can I get back to you? I know, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be here waiting for an answer. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to get some headlines. Because I was at your uh, brain mapping. That wasn't in there at all. Actually, she pointed out that it was not in there. No, it's not. She said you're missing that gene. Right. Well, I don't think she said those (laughs) words, but. It's missing. She did say that there is a lack of. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think it's part of my genes. See, I I guess the sensitive thing is my mindset is that it makes you weak. And I'm not saying that's right. Then it's probably extremely unhealthy and totally wrong. Um, But maybe how I was raised or how I grew up or whatever generation or that kind of thing. But to to let people see a crack in the armor, uh, I I, I don't think is is good. So maybe that's why I'm not as sensitive as, as you would like or my wife would like. But I feel like when there's the time to be, like, National Sensitive Day, I'm very sensitive. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. I've seen twice in all the years I've known you, you show any type of emotion. And that's when your dog died and your high school football coach died. Those are the only two times. It doesn't matter what else was happening in the world around you. You never showed any inkling of it except those two times. Yeah, but was there a reason to? I mean, was there anything that happened in those? There were plenty of things that happened. Give me an example that I should have been more sensitive about. Or something. Like what? Like, let me think of something. Because I know that there's plenty of things that occurred you could have been sensitive about. Uh, Maybe. But hold on. There's different degrees. Like, was I sensitive to the subject? You know, let's take the Pulse shooting, for example, in Orlando. Obviously, I was close to that because I knew people that were in the building. Thank God I didn't know anybody that got shot. Mm -hmm. And when we were on the air for the entire week, we had people that I knew that were close to the situation. I had been to that club before. Not that I'm gay and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, that's a lot of times if you got friends in the gay community, just go clubbing with them. Right? gay clubs are some of the best clubs to go to. Either way. um, So I was sensitive without a doubt to the subject because I was, one, furious that it happened and those people had to go through that uh, and the person that did it. But I didn't break down and cry over it. Yeah. So I'm saying there's different levels of being sensitive. Yeah, but even in that, like your delivery wasn't that necessarily of sensitivity. I remember more of it just being angry at the people being stupid and killing people, which you're that way about a lot of things where people are shooting and guns and all that's involved. But I wouldn't call that sensitive. But I was a I was being a professional broadcaster. You can't. I mean, you got to. 
I mean, there were times, hey, I'm really sorry that y'all had to go through that. God, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. But you got to move forward. You can't be one of those broadcasters. Yeah, see, that- there you go. That's your thing. It's like you sit in it for 2.5 seconds and then it's move forward, go on, move on. Move. Right. You don't sit and be sensitive about it. Right. You can't. Well, as, as, a, as a broadcaster, you got to move forward. You got to be, you know. Here tonight, this is the news. You know, and you got to you can't sit there and wallow in whatever is going on. Okay, okay. Can't stand I'm gonna, those people. I'm going to give you an example of a recent because you bring up your wife when you guys right now are transitioning and moving. I remember uh, her having to pack up the things and wanting to talk and vent, and you're like, "Look, just get it done. Get out here. Let's go." Yeah. You weren't being sensitive. I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember that? Because I remember it. Because I was, I was. There was that a around. conversation that she needs to know about, or did she know about this? About what? What we're talking about right now? Oh no, she didn't know about it. So you're bring. Okay, so I said it something probably in private to you. That's probably going to now get back to her the way that you said it. No, 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 and no. And she's no, not no, going to no, be no, sensitive no, no. to that. No, 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 no. Mm. That that is not a private conversation. This is something you've said publicly, not privately. Oh, I have. You have that I wasn't sensitive to her packing the house. Not not in those words. I'm saying that's an example of problem. something that she would want as a woman from you. Th- this is this is what, when you are supposedly sensitive, mm-hmm. you don't make sense. You know That does make sense. You make the rules of what other people are supposed to be sensitive about. Mm. And that's the men are from Mars, women are from Venus argument, right? Yes. Is that whatever she's blabbering about over here is that, I, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. So what am I sensitive for? He's trying to also figure out if he really made those statements public or if you're throwing him under a bus. I'm not throwing him under coming. the bus. I'm not throwing him under the bus at all. Trust me. Like we had this conversation. No woman wants a guy that all the time is like, oh. Actually, it's a turnoff to women that an overly sensitive guy. Yeah, overly sensitive. You said what examples of women wanting you to be sensitive, the women that you are around. Well, this isn't about me. I don't even think women, well, do women even want a sensitive guy? Some do. I, they want to say they want a sensitive guy. But they don't. Mm-mm. They want a guy that, when they're sensitive, they want to listen to him. Yes. They want them to hear him out, and they want him to kind of give him a little smack on the tush and say, hey, let's get your act together. Let's move forward. That's what so. women want. I guess so. They might not admit it out loud. Never. Because they watch too many movies, but that's what they really want. They do not want a sensitive guy. Nobody wants a sensitive guy. You want somebody that has understanding, but not a crybaby. Well, there's a difference between being sensitive and understanding. So what do you want, one tear rolling down? No, just understand where I'm coming from. I don't want you to be a crybaby. I just want you to understand. Let me be the first to tell you, he's not out there for you. There's no guy that's going to sit on a couch and listen to you and understand you. Okay, well, that's fine. And then you're going to yell at him and say he's not sensitive. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't yell at people. Also, you would chew a sensitive guy up. I agree. You She's, would be you're, like a wood chipper you're to too, a sensitive guy. I agree. You are too aggressive. There's you're no that thing way. in Total Recall that goes to the wall with the big yes. things at the end. Oh, my God, yes. What you are you crying about? Me? Oh, how do you like it now? I I have never said that I don't not come off aggressive sometimes. Tell but me I'm more, not what you guys are saying I am. Tell me more about what you don't not like. <laughs> Please. Well, I, ha- I have a message coming in. From the from the text machine? I do. All it right. says, if I go to Twin Peaks and ask for a Nelson, are they going to cry in my beer or tell me a sad story <laughs> about saving the animals like on TV? 
Touche so far. Best one today. <laughs> Nicely done. There you go. Wrapped us up, too. All right, second round of headlines. And I, real, on- I really hope these are... I'm just so excited. I'm so, I just want them to be great headlines. Is that sensitive? No, that that's good. you trying to be funny. Oh. Thank you. Stop doing that. I'm going to tell like you sensitive. why a man jumped from a plane and how a man stopped a fire criminal. She's not being sensitive to our feelings no. right now. Wood chipper. Because I'm not a sensitive person. <laughs> Thank you, the wood chipper. <laughs> That's your <laughs> Let's chip. <laughs> All right, second round of headlines. Here anyway, it's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Second round of headlines brought to you by Good Guys Heating and Air. That phone number is going to be hot this weekend. I hope your stuff's working right. 530-GOOD-AIR. 530-GOOD-AIR. Best service, best price, guaranteed. I attest to that, and that's no BS, Nikki D. When you don't follow the law, jail is where you're going. H3. According to the criminal complaint, Hoskins poured diesel fuel on the mother of his children and Mm. assaulted her. Court records show Hoskins was arrested and released a few days later after he posted a $50,000 bond. And after he was released, and this is according to the SACB, he violated a no-contact order with this woman, got on an airplane trying to go to Minneapolis. I don't know who he knew there or what he was trying to do, but once the plane touched down in Minneapolis, the police was there waiting to arrest him. Well, he was sitting by the exit row window, so as soon as the plane landed, and I guess he got wind, the police was there, or they may have been waiting on him, he opened up that exit door, went out onto the wing of the plane, jumped down, and ran off. Took them about 45 minutes to find him, but he was found and arrested. So it was obvious that he had poured diesel fuel on his family, right? Yes. Like, there was no doubt that he did it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with releasing people. Yes. Keep them in jail. Don't give them a bond. When don't they do give stuff them a like bond. That. I don't know why we let these people out. You know, time and time again, oh, let them out, get a bond, collect the check, and they go and do something even worse. Absolutely. Stalking cases, mainly. You know, oh, he's been stalking me. Okay, well, stop doing that. Here's a... And, you know, uh, 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 what is it, uh, TRO, temporary restraining order, and then he gets out, and what does he do? He kills you. But even for that, he has to physically harm you a lot of times before they'll even give you the restraining order. Yep. Them women go through oh. so much. Oh, women? Oh, I know you've about- You've been stalked? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've been stalked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how- Oh, my gosh, how did I let that slip? I never got one because <laughs> it was so many hoops to jump through. I bet. To get the restraining order. To get him. the restraining order. Instead, have- I just had- uh, Security <laughs> everywhere. Security. Yeah, it, it's it's not easy to get it. But the, the point is, is like, you know, these people on the plane, would, God forbid something worse would have happened, mm-hmm. right? But they wouldn't have had to go through that. The airline wouldn't have to go through that. There wouldn't be a news story with whatever airline. Those people wouldn't have to see it. The kids on the plane wouldn't have to have been scared. Yep. They would have just kept, kept this ass jack in prison until they figured it out from there. I, I hate stories like that. You yep. know what I mean? Yep, because it could have been a whole lot worse. He could have done anything. He could have held a hostage like the guy did in Vegas yesterday. You just never know. Because a 50K bond is five grand, 10%. Yep, and that's it, and he got out. That's it, and nothing, right? No, all right, second story. A hero saved possibly hundreds of acres from burning, H4. 
A case of wrong place, wrong time for a suspected attacker accused of punching people seemingly at random on a Soho street. Now, he didn't get away thanks to this good Samaritan right here who stepped in to stop him, a passerby who just happens to be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this is uh, according to Yahoo. This is our good guy news story of the day. And this happened just 60 miles of Sacramento, so not very far from where we are now. A guy's out minding his own business, and he notices a, a guy on the side of the road with, like, the flares from uh, 4th of July uh, fireworks, and he's lighting bushes on fire. So the guy, when he notices that he's being seen, tries to run back to his black Tesla, as they described it, and leave. But the guy chases him down, puts him in some kind of martial arts move hold, and he holds him there until the police comes and arrest him. That's great. Absolutely. That's awesome. Because why are you doing that? Like, Why do you purposely want to burn down where you live? See, this is why I say people need to get more involved. <laughs> You always tell me that people should not get involved. This is an yeah, this is an example of a guy being a good citizen <laughs> and handing this dude his ass and putting him behind bars. I love it. You're mixing my words again. I'm not saying that you should not get involved if you see somebody trying to burn down the forest. Oh, is that the is that the the, the caveat? Is the the burning is a, you get involved? No, it's what it is that you're getting involved for. Me and you go back and forth about you wanting people to be shot and killed for stealing stuff. No, 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 no apprehending this dude, keeping him down to the police come. Yeah. I never have said people should be shot and killed for stealing. What that one story, mm -hmm. when the guy got shot, I said he shouldn't have been stealing. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And I he shouldn't have fought the guy. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, he shouldn't. I think he even had a gun. He didn't have a gun. Oh, well, he had nothing. Whatever. But the point is, if you do see somebody breaking the law and you can detain them and not kill them, it's always been my point. You should absolutely do that if you can. I wish that were the new trend. Like, I wish everybody would kind of get on the same page with this and say, all right, there's more good guys than there are bad guys. So when you see the bad guy, like this video keeps popping up in my Twitter feed of this dude, he like rolls up to a Walgreens or a CVS and just starts stealing stuff. And there's people filming and just watching him. There was a crazy guy, Target. I don't know where all these are, are happening, but these videos. And just everybody's watching him. And people are following him around the store because they want to get likes and shares. Versus saying, hey, dude, you got some size to you. Oh, you, you know jujitsu? Okay, come here. You're with me. Well, okay, you flank him here. You flank him here. Let's take him down to Chinatown. <laughs> uh -huh. And you know what? Let's let him know that this is not, not going to happen in a normal society. And beat the living schnizzles out of him. I guarantee when the cops show up, they're not going to be mad at you. They're going to say thank you. They got enough on their plate. I mean, that sounds good in theory, but people are suing people now for less than that. Like you get, and all, they're bad guys. All the eyewitnesses are going to say, I didn't see anything. He he tripped over the cosmetic aisle. <laughs> I, I mean, like if that's the way we got to live, that's the way if we got to do a little fibbing, we got to do a little fibbing. But the bad guys can't win. The bad guys should not win. And I just can't wait for you to encounter one. <sighs> well, I... I in my dreams, mm -hmm. my visions, mm -hmm. I see Nelson and I together when this happens. <laughs> yeah. Nelson gets very well, angry just in traffic, so I know he'll have your back. And, like, he rips his shirt off and he's got a cape on. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I think he wears a cape under his shirt. <laughs> I just have this, like, a purple shiny cape. Yeah, but it's because I made a superhero. It's not because I'm actually one. You know, I'm just that guy who wears a cape. Like role models. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll be your Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be your gotcha. McLovin. Uh, Chris and Sack, just give us a minute. I was going to take you there, but.
I'm long-winded. So uh, hang on. <laughs> we'll talk to you. Got your two cents on the sensitive stuff. Also, a uh, convicted killer mm-hmm. released from prison, which begs the question is how long is serving time for the crime? Like, should you be let go if you did this, especially this? A crime that everybody knows every generation of every decade? Uh, I'll tell you who that is and what that's all about here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back. It's the BS, all sponsored by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. I guess I'll be there Saturday night since <laughs> my family and Nikki D and her family and her distant cousins and relatives <laughs> They're not distant. use my credit card to buy tickets to go to the state fair. And uh, nobody told me, so I'll be home alone, and that's not going to work. So I'm going to go to Sky River. What do you mean that's not going to work? I'm not going to stay home alone on a Saturday night. I want to go out to the disco. Because you're a big party guy. That's right. I'm Mm -hmm. going to the club. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm going to sit my ass down at a uh, hold'em table. Mm -hmm. You know? I want to play and make some friends. Okay, we'll see. And have some nice vodka drinks. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, my name is Jason Bailey, right there, Nikki D. There is Nelson. Quickly, Chris in Sack. Thanks for holding on, brother. How are you? I'm good. Long time no talk to you. How are you? Good, sir. Women should never call men sensitive, right? No, not at all. First of all, I'm devastated that Nikki D did not know it was me when I called. She's like, "Who is this? Oh, What's your name?" Yep. This is the lovemaker. But that's 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 okay. <laughs> I, I'll uh, I'll forgive her. Yeah, this is the uh, this is uh, Chris uh, the the one Don one to Chris. I know who he <laughs> is. I just didn't have my caller ID. So yeah. uh, why yeah, sh- well, I'll, I'll text you next time. Why should yeah. women never call guys sensitive, Christopher? First of first of all, it's a complete insult in my opinion. I mean, it. it listen, I mean, I, for, I, Nelson, I love you. You're the biggest dude I've ever met. I don't know how you cry. Like it's okay to cry at the end of like Rambo. Rambo, like, you know, yeah, like, like you can, you can cry at the end of like Rambo. Let me give you an example. Like my 13 year old just started football, right? He got stepped on with a cleat, stepped on, hurt his pinky toe. His mother takes him to the doctor. I pick him up today, take him to my house. He's got a boot on from his knee to his ankle. I grounded him for a month. Like this is, I mean, you know, like what's going on? I mean, and, stepped on. You know, he Chris actually has a point. I wish I would have thought about this. You're right, dudes. You can cry at the end of you can cry when Rocky says, You can change, I can change, we all can change. Yeah. You can you can shed a tear, mm. but you're not crying at the end of Officer and a Gentleman. <laughs> what? Don't yes. you dare. When he, are? The Russian, when he knocks out the Russian, you can just have a little drip. That's okay. Right. Ha- cry for patriotism. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. not for an injury. And, and you know, Jason, you're you're like I've already designated you as my life coach. I hope you're cool with that. Yeah. Because you know you've made such good decisions for me in my life, and uh, <laughs> I totally, I totally agree with everything you're saying. I mean, th- this day and age, it's it's pathetic, absolutely pathetic. All right, well, maybe we can change the world, just you and me, brother. All right? Yeah, let's do it, man. Right. No more video games. Let's All right. go. All right, we'll see. I gotta run. Later. <laughs> I'm his life coach. God help him. Uh, poor. Nelson. What about when? What about oh, Jesus? What about when Pacino's <laughs> gonna kill himself in scent of a woman? No. It, you can weep there? Anything with scent of a woman, no. <laughs> like, That's patriotism. He's you, a soldier. You, you lost me at scent of a woman. Have you seen scent of a woman? I'm sure somewhere down the road I have. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> Pacino's this blind ex-military guy. Like, when Harry met Sally, what if? No. That just You can't say that. What about it in an episode of Teen Mom? No. Because I have. No. <laughs> I know. I don't disagree. Like, I'm not even going to ask you. I understand. I want to move on here. <laughs> 
the Manson follower, Leslie Van Houten. Is that her last name? Yes. Van Houten finally, after all these years, released from prison on parole here in California. Now, for those not in the know, the Charles Manson cult, the family, from back in the 60s, uh, and the Sharon Tate murder uh, with the people that she was with. She was eight and a half months pregnant, and they killed her as she pleaded to just not kill my unborn child. You know, if you've seen, uh, what's the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, uh, Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, they they mimic that, but they have a- It's a reimagining. But they have a happy ending. Which is the- The way it should have happened. Yes. That's the way you want it to happen. Yes. So Leslie Van Houten was one of the Manson family followers. She was not part of the Tate murders, but she did participate in the murders- of grocer Lino LaBlanca and his wife Rosemary LaBianca. LaBianca, thank mm-hmm. you, August of 69, along with other Manson family members. She described her actions as having held Rosemary down with a pillowcase over her head while others stabbed her and then stabbing Rosemary herself. Again, you have to understand this is the devil. Manson yes. was the devil, his followers were the devil. He was the master manipulator. He preyed on young, attractive women and dudes that were clueless. And he used them to, you know, worship the devil, I guess. And, I mean, it was like one of the worst kind of cults ever that we've seen in our country. Yeah, that and they were trying to start a race riot. Correct. That also, too. What's crazy is, like, he met some of these members. Manson did it like uh, the Beach Boys, what, Wilson's, one of the Wilson's house. Uh-huh. Right? When they were doing this. The whole thing is screwy. So this woman gets out of prison. She's paroled after all these years. She's served about a half a century in prison for her role in this crime. Uh, she has been denied parole numerous times, but she finally left California Institute for Women in the city of Corona, which is right by L.A., early yesterday morning, and she's going into transitional housing. What is that? That That's like a place where they, they learn to live. It's like a halfway house, so you're still monitored by like guards and stuff like that while you get reintegrated into society. Do they have free range then outside the house, which has no, to be back by 8, eight o'clock? Or? No, 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 no. Everybody program is different. So uh-huh. with somebody of her magnitude, she's probably going to be in the house more than out. Like she'll be on a work program or something like that. They got to teach her, teach her how to like do the grocery store, use a debit card. Oh, can you imagine everything that's mm-hmm. changed? Everything that would change in ten years, right. let alone fifty. She's what seventy? How old is she now? I thought she was sixty-five now or sixty-four. Sixty-four. Yeah. Like I, I got like a rundown of all the people that were involved in this, uh, and all the bad guys and girls too. One of them died and can't. One of them's still in jail, right? Manson died. Another one. Uh, Died of cancer a couple years ago. That's right. So on and so forth. But she's I a think lot. two of them are still in prison. Two of them still in Tex prison. Tex and Patricia. Tex. Kurt Krenwinkel. So, um, so she, you know, they let her out. Governor uh, Newsom, he rejected the recommendation. He argued that she's still a danger to society. But the state appeals court reversed the decision. She actually should have been um, executed. Like, she was yeah. sentenced to death, and then lucky her, California abolished 
the death penalty in 72. So How does it go from that to being able to be available for or eligible for parole, though? Right. Think about that story. Like, you're sentenced to death, and now you're a free person? What's changed? That's crazy. So the, the, the question is, is after that whole long setup and, and explaining it to people that don't know who she is and, and what happened, is like, how long is it that a person should serve for their crime? And should it be like an overall, all right, they did this, murder one, they get this, murder two, they get this, involuntary manslaughter, and you get in and you get out. Or everything should be an individual case. Like, this was such a high profile, such a disgusting... Like, I think there was a bayonet involved in her murder. Like, just some sadistic, yeah, sick, you know, Torturous. twisted thing. And I know behind bars, she... You know, they all claim that they're, they, they, they've, they're better. They've... they've uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They've been rehabilitated. Rehabilitated themselves. They've got a master's in this. They, and they, they were under his spell. They, they run a church ministry and stuff like that. Well, you know what? You should have thought about that back in the day. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've got zero, if you take someone's life, and unless that person's able to come back to their family, then you should suffer the rest of yours. Right. Because that family's going to suffer for the end of time, and it'll probably kill them. And more so if you get out. There should be no zero second chance for people like this, in my opinion. Uh, I know that's not the Christian way to look at it. No. But uh, now, do I think she's going to actually do something? No, I really don't. Probably not. I mean, she's not going to go and she's like, I'm starting up the cult again. I don't think she's really going to do that. <laughs> but it doesn't, it, it's still, you know, for her to be able to live a free life. And she still's got years, she's got years to live. Oh, it's 60 something. Yeah. Right? Is that what she is? 60 something? she was 60 something. Yeah. She got plenty of time to live. It just doesn't seem right. You know, uh, sis. Jillian in Marysville. How are you? Good, how are you? She was in jail with who? I was in uh, CIW with Leslie Van Houten. Oh, you were in jail with her? Wow. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Did you did so, you become friends with her? Yes, I did. Um, I worked on the fire department in there. So um, she, would, she worked in the clothing area for the girls that were going to fire camp. Uh-huh. And... Um, she was a very nice woman. Um, you got to remember, she was 18, I believe, when this all had occurred. Um, there was a lot of drugs involved and a lot of brainwashing. Um, I'm not justifying what had happened. I don't think that it's right. Um, I do live a Christian lifestyle, but at the same time, she really was a very kind person. I think that, you know, we all need to be forgiven, and it's not for us to judge. Um, she really had come a long way from from what I learned as a child and growing up of the story, you know, of Charles Manson and so on and so forth and everything that took place and Sharon Tate and then cutting out the baby and all that. And, I mean, it's it's horrible. But... I feel that she has been rehabilitated, and I think that she deserves a second chance at life. Um, She worked very hard. She always had a positive attitude. Um, I left and went to Malibu for fire camp because I was tired of being in CIW, and so 
they they shipped me out of there within like two weeks when I had requested it. So what were you I in for? Oak, really, I was in there for. Well, my father was dying of cancer at the time, and up in Oregon, they put me on an illegal dose of Xanax. And when we came back to Marysville, because my dad wanted to die here, um, I had bought some firearms off of somebody because I hunted and fished with my dad for, I mean, since I could shoot a gun. And they ended up being stolen. So So ever being in trouble in my life, um, it was like the topic of the day, too. This was in 2010, 11. Right. Let, let, so, me ask, let, me, let me ask you this question, Jill. So you get in there, and Leslie Van Hooten is in there, and you know the story. Was she openly talking to you, and you befriend this woman. Was she openly talking about the murders and being a part of the Manson family? She, not to the extent of getting into... um you know, being like really open about just like what had taken place, Mm -hmm. but she definitely had made comments, you know, like if I could go back, I would notice and realize now what was really happening to me because she felt like she was a part of something in the beginning that was a good thing, but it turned into a bad thing. Hold on, hold on for a because, second. Hey, Jillian, hold on for a second. Hey, Kevin and Sack, there is a, a movie about uh, Leslie Van Hooten. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's about the whole Manson story, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just talked about that. Uh-huh. So you want to know what she would think about that. Did she bring that up right. at all, Jillian, about the, the Quentin Tarantino movie? No, no, she didn't talk about that at all. I'm not sure. You know, I'm 41 now, and I was in there when I was 27. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, I, I don't even know if they were making the movie at that time. Okay. I don't know how long that's been out for. Now, Once Upon a um, Time in Hollywood was four or five years ago, right, at this point? Well, I think it was longer. Right. Right? Really? Yeah. Do you, do you, yeah, I don't. Are you going to reach out to her and say, hey, like, good job, Les, getting out? Uh, no, you know, I mean, I said my goodbyes to her and I mean, every year she went up for parole and helicopters would be flying over the prison and it was a big deal and it was on TV and, you know, she said, I know they're not going to let me out this year. I know they're not going to let me out this year. And they never did. Mm. And so I think it finally just got to the point where she reached an age where it's like, you know what, let her live the last however many years she has left in, yeah. you know, quote, unquote, freedom, if yeah. you will. Did she um, Did she tell you anything in confidence that no one else knows? Um, not that I can remember. Just that, just that Charles was very controlling and that it was his way or no way. And he made them believe that it was a family and it was like the right thing to do. And a lot of drugs were involved. I just know that. Do you think she's a danger to society now that she's getting out of prison? Absolutely not. No. You, do you have children? I have a stepson that I raised for nine years. Okay, would and you continue to raise? Would you let Leslie Van Hooten babysit babysit your child? Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Wow. Hey, Jillian, hang on for a second. Okay, I got a break, but hang on. Don't go anywhere. 
want to talk yeah. to you off the air. Okay. Maybe maybe she knows Leslie. Maybe we can get her on. Yeah. Maybe I stand corrected. Maybe Jason's wrong, which is a great possibility because it happens very often. I don't know, man. I've been on a, uh, not that I'm proud of this, but I guarantee I've been on a Manson amount of drugs in my lifetime at one point, and there's not a single way you could have convinced me to kill someone. There is no one on this earth that can convince me that anyone under any kind of influence should get a mulligan because that is a cop-out. Mm-hmm. You should be held accountable. You Agreed. get behind the wheel of a car. Agreed. Just like I saw today, a father and son going to visit my alma mater, the University of Central Florida. They were going to, he was going to drop them or going on a visit. And they were driving and some drunk idiot in the middle of the day swerves in the middle of the highway, hits and kills him. I don't know. I know they died. I don't know what happened to him. But does he get a mulligan? No. Oh, man, it wasn't me. It was the alcohol. <laughs> that's not how that works. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. So I, you know, like with this Leslie Van Hooten, you know. But then you go, how did you even get involved? It's like some of them were strippers and some of them were runaways. And that you just have to be the master manipulator, like Manson and Jones, Koresh, yeah. all those guys. Yeah. It's like, how do you do it? That's just nuts, right? But I could even see being convinced to kill myself before I could be convinced to kill someone else. What was the guy over the bear, Rainier, from the Nexium? Is that what his last name was? Yeah, I'm not sure. Rainier. Yeah, you're right. Convincing people. That's crazy. How do you fall for that stuff? How do you get brainwashed to go, oh, you know what? If you want to be a part of the family, go cut a fetus out of that woman. Vulnerability. That's, that's disgusting. You're definitely broken. Right? I mean, there's something wrong with you. Looking for love. I guess. 916-909-0985. Take some more of your phone calls. Look at that dinosaur Mike. He's got his two cents for the day. We'll talk to him. And uh, if I get time, I'll talk about this high school baseball standout that had the 4th of July accident. I know it's been in the news for a couple days, but I guess it happened right by my house and now I'm in possession of the video of it. Everything happens by your house. I know. <laughs> I swear to God, where the hell did I move? This what my neighbor said to me is like, this isn't normal. Only when you got here. <laughs> you brought so I'm being you. blamed for all this stuff. There's probably a cult right next to us. They're going to blame me for it. Yep. It's the BS on 98 Rock. You know, if you like to play the what if game, which I do, going back to the Manson family murders, talking about the release of Leslie Van Hooten. If Sharon Tate were not have killed on that night, her husband, Roman Polanski, would he have been running from the law still to this day, even though still producing movies uh, after uh, being charged in 1977 with drugging and raping a 13-year-old? No, I don't think so. Well, you don't know. It's a what right. if, but I mean, we're talking like people forget about how horrible of a person this guy is, but yet you still went to go see the pianist, you know, and the ghostwriter and whatever uh-huh. other movies he's, he's done as he, you know, has been a fugitive from the United States for a minute. Right. Uh, which is crazy. Like yeah, the, play you, the what if game. And you haven't heard of any stories of him doing anything like that since. So. Did he do it? Is if I feel like if it was in him to do it, it would still be in him to do it. Uh, maybe I don't know, but who knows? Maybe she would have had a tight leash on him. They would have stayed together. She would have stayed alive. Uh, Dinosaur Mike, how are you? I'm fine. I have 
I'm just a little bit upset that I was being ignored for like the past two times I tried to call you guys. You're not being ignored, Dinosaur Mike. I promise you, my friend. You're not being ignored. You're never being ignored. You just can't always come on when you call, okay? We got to understand that. Is that cool? I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I call all the time. No, 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 no. Don't, don't apologize for calling all the time. We're here for you, sir. But we can't always take you when you're like, sometimes you'll call at the end of a segment. I don't have time. You know, we got a job to do. But you're, I will tell you this, and the priority of things for me on a daily basis from three to seven, it's Dinosaur Mike. You're number one. Uh, you're up there. Okay. Okay. You understand that, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does that make you feel better? Uh, a little bit, yeah. All right. What if I say this to you? When I wake up every morning, the first thing I do, obviously, you know, I go to the bathroom, take the dogs out, but I'm heading to the gym, right? I ask myself, what would Dinosaur Mike do? <laughs> Like, I'm like, do I do chest and tries today? What would Dinosaur Mike do? He'd probably do back and buys. I'm going to do back and buys. Maybe it's leg day. I don't know. But I'm always asking myself, what would DM do? Yeah. Right? Does that make you feel better? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I just I want you to be a happy guy. Oh, we want you happy all the time, Dinosaur Mike. Happy guy, happy guy. How's everything? Good? Yeah. Yeah. Not mad anymore? Um, I guess so. You, you're still mad or no? Not, uh, mad. not mad. No. Not mad. Okay. You yeah. You, chuckle. you got your guitar. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna make you happy. Play me a play me a lick. Well, it's not plugged in right now, but oh. I'll try. What I tell you when you call in, you gotta have that damn thing plugged in, bro. Sorry. That's okay. I, See, now I'm mad at you. I'm upset with you now. So we're even. <laughs> <laughs> it's the double mad double mad syndrome <laughs> is your mom mom's not at home i'm assuming no yeah grandparents there still yeah they are well there it is he's plugged in all right ladies and gentlemen if you want to hear sacramento's best guitarist sit back and listen to this beast go ahead Always on cue. <laughs> Let me do that again. If you guys want to hear the best guitar Sacramento has to offer, listen to this beast. Go ahead, Dinosaur Mike. Okay. Got it. That sounds good. That's, that's good, man. That's really good. What do you call that? Oh, that's Sink the Pink by ACDC. Of course it is. I was just testing to see if you knew what it was. <laughs> you got you know Oh, of course I do. You got Again, we got to work on you singing along and stuff. You know Poison? Yeah. Can you do nothing but a good time? No, not really. Sorry. Can you learn that by tomorrow? What? Can you learn that by tomorrow? I don't know, maybe. Okay. Not a dime I got to pay my rent. I can barely make it through the week. Yeah? Yeah. Saturday and night I like to make my girl, but right now I can't make ends meet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Talking to Rain Man. Definitely. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Dinosaur Mike, we do have to run. I wasn't able to talk about my fireworks because of you. I put you over my fireworks story. Mm -hmm. How's that make you feel? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin or what? <laughs> like, what? 
All right. Um, you good with food? You okay? Yep. You don't I'm want you don't you want me to send you something? I'll send you something. No, not today. Have you ever been to Black Bear Diner? Yes, I have. Isn't it delicious? I could send they could probably they DoorDash, I think. I could send you some Black Bear Diner. Sure, maybe one day. Okay. Well, I know where to uh, have them drop it off through the slot in the window. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Right. What's that? You think you think you could play that Sink the Pink song on the sh- like during like a song break? Uh, yeah. You know what? We probably won't be able to do it, but I just got a text from our midday rock star Mickey, and she wants to play it for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, like what time? One eighteen. One eighteen. Okay, we'll tell her I'll be listening. Okay. Yeah. Give or take. <laughs> So she does the ACDC rock block at 118. Yeah. Oh, she does? Yeah. Okay. If not, it's starting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody better text A-A-Ron, too. <laughs> just keep him in the loop. Just, just, just letting everybody know I'm changing the format a little bit around here. <laughs> you guys taking over. Oh, my God. All right. Remember, WWDM. WW what? What would Dinosaur Mike do? WWDM do? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, buddy. Uh, oh, real quick. Did you talk to your mom about the dating thing yet? Uh, kind of, maybe. Did you say maybe? Yeah. Well, it's either yes or no. Uh, no. No. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Where did maybe come from? <laughs> Maybe's not a... Did no. you sleep last night? Maybe. Maybe. No. Did you eat? Yeah, I, he's got I a. Okay, yeah, he slept last. He's night. got a pretty strong BS filter, you know. No right. pun intended. Gotcha. All right. Well, look. Let me know that when you want to when you want to do the dating bit. And uh, girls are lining up left and right. I can feel it. We get on this te- okay. we get on this text machine, and there are girls just wanting to just to go out with you. And you know what? Maybe I'll send you guys the Black Bear Diner, or maybe do a dinner like uh, at Sky River Casino in Elk Grove. Send you over to Thirty Two Brew Street or something. All right. Okay. Everything's maybe today. That's, yeah, right. That means no. All right. Look, next time you call, it's either yes or no. No more of this maybe stuff. Hey, sorry. That's no, okay. All right. <laughs> we'll talk soon, buddy. Okay. Take care. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's a different dinosaur, Mike, today. Yeah, yeah, it is. Understated. He seems very off, upset. Why is Jillian yeah. still on the phone? Because you told her to hold on, and she said she had more stuff that she wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk to her off the air. Well, I did that, but she Not, wanted more to say no, on. He had wanted to talk to her off the air, I thought. Mm-hmm. He, when I say that, it's Taylor. her. Oh, I didn't know. I'm not going over there. I thought you were going to pick up here. Have you ever done this job before? Yeah. When I say that, it's her. You got her information. Yes. What else does she want to say? She said it's something else important that she felt like you needed to know. What else do I need to know, Jillian? Oh, I was just, you kind of brought it up about Roman Polanski. Oh. Um, so he was like a known pedophile, and he took off to Europe. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it, I just feel like, I mean, it's not our decision to, like, kill somebody when we know that they're a bad person. Like, that's something that God takes care of. But Got it. at the Got same it. time with just how Charles was mm-hmm. and how he brainwashed these girls and everything else. I, I, I believe that they actually mm. chased down mm. the neighbor too right. and stabbed the neighbor also and killed him. Right. Well, sometimes, so, you, you know, look, here's the deal. I mean, let's just be honest with each other, right? 
when we're having this conversation, we just have to go, what would Dinosaur Mike do? You know, I mean, and that's how the that's how the court should look at it too. Would you not agree? Well, the song the song that he uh, I, played kind of mm-hmm. fit the scene. Right. Yeah. ACDC. Sure. Okay. Well, hang on again. Nikki wants to take this off the air. Nice job over there. What do you got for uh, headlines? I'm gonna. Tell you want Jillian to help you out with headlines? No, I don't need her to help me with headlines. You sure? I'm gonna tell you why 60 plus 18 wheelers went through a neighborhood and what famous wrestler saved their wife from wildlife. Jillian, you know a lot about wrestling, right? A little bit. Okay, Nikki wants to talk to you about it. Hold on for a second. You just go over there. Hold on. What was the first story? Why are dogs barking? What are the first story? Trucks. There's 18. Trucks. Oh, it's my German Shepherd. Jillian, you know anything about trucks? Um. Well, I drive. Perfect. See, she's going to help you out with that, too. See, she drives one. All the way to go get Leslie Van Houten. Oh, right. <laughs> All right, third round of headlines. Look, she just has nothing. She just gets that stare off into the distance. You'll get there, kid. Uh, third round of headlines here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Here we go. Third round of headlines all brought to you by Good Guys Heating and Air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Uh, best service, best price guaranteed. That's no BS. Good Guys Heating and Cooling. Go ahead, Nikki D. A simple request for a birthday boy turned out to be massive. H5. This day has meant more than we could have ever have imagined. How one little post on Facebook can go to what has been achieved today. According to the NZ Herald, this little seven-year-old kid, it's his birthday, and all he wanted to do was ride in an 18-wheeler. He's, like, completely obsessed with trucks. He knows everything about them. His mom says he gets trucking magazines every month. So she went on Facebook and put up a post and offered $50 to anybody that drives a truck that would be willing to just simply take her son for a ride. This guy that actually owns a trucking company got wind to her Facebook uh, request and sent out kind of like a message to all his trucking friends. And over 64 truckers showed up with their 18-wheelers. They even put some birthday messages on the back of some of their trailers and did like this birthday parade for him with all the trucks. Isn't that like the opposite of what you're supposed to do as a parent? No. Hey, can some stranger come pick up my child and give him a ride? An 18 wheeler. An 18 wheeler. Bring your friends. Isn't that weird? A little creepy? No, I don't think that's creepy. What's different than your kids saying they want a birthday party or some special request from a celebrity person they know for their birthday? I think it's kind of the same thing, except this is more obtainable. Close. I'm sure she wasn't going to let him go ride off with a stranger by himself. Well, that's what you just said. She said he just wanted to ride in a truck, so some strange truck driver shows up with his buddies, and she puts him in the cab. And they're and she's going to pay him. And she's going to pay him. She's going to pay him. But this was not strange. This was a very weird story. <laughs> yeah. It's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Like firefighter, I could see that. Like, hey, can you give him a ride in the fire truck or whatever? But just truck seems seedy. Seems human trafficking. Both of you guys were boys at one time in your life. Did you not play with cars and trucks and did you not really like something like that when you were young? It's not the point. That's not the that's not the topic of conversation. The topic of conversation is as dysfunctional as my upbringing was as a child. <laughs> my mother still did not put me in the car of a, str- a truck of a stranger and leave me be. She did not stay leave, on point. That's the point. Leave him There's nothing to do with liking with trucks. The truckers. 
You just said he did. She did. I didn't. I never said she left him in an 18 wheeler with a stranger. That's well, she reached out to a stranger with an 18 wheeler. Yeah, but I'm sure she was going to ride with her son or supervisor. She wasn't just going to put him in the truck and leave him. Sorry, lady. We only got one sh- one seat for your kid. You can't <laughs> you can't come with us. Oh my gosh. You can watch from the from the way station. But well, that's about it. You can't come with us. <laughs> that is absolutely false. Where is this at? <laughs> In New Zealand. Well, there you go. What do you mean, there you go? That's, that's different than down under. It's a totally different world, New Zealand. They let strangers come pick up their children. I thought this was <laughs> a it's very like, nice story. It's like part of their, what is it, New Zealand, come visit the country that we let strangers pick up our children. <laughs> All right, next story. Standing Big works on bears and apparently sharks, too. H6. Oh, 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 this one does. Yep. Okay. Guess I wasn't big enough to scare him away, but you are. That's the audio from WWE Hall of Famer, The Undertaker's wife. They are on vacation right now in an undisclosed area, and she thought it was vegetation in the water, but it turns out that it was actually a shark. So she texts him and asks him to come out to the water, in which he just walks right into the water and stands there. And you see the shark in the video just turn around and go the opposite direction. Oh, yeah, he's the under. He's the under. Yeah, exactly. Like, what What are you going to do? Die? Yeah, you're, you're a shark. You leave. That's Michelle McCool. That's his wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, what does she what does she think? Oh, I'm not obviously not big enough, but you are. Isn't he like seven feet tall? Yeah, he's big enough to scare a shark. He's only six ten. Yeah, he's oh, six ten. Only <laughs> six ten. <laughs> but 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 here's how I envision it, right? God, I wish I had the Undertaker music. God. Here's how I envision it. The Undertaker walking out from their little probably Airbnb, nice little beach place. Mm-hmm. And he's got his swimming trunks on. He does. Which are kind of goofy. But he's also got the robe and the hat, you know, that he would go into the ring with. <laughs> and he walks down, but he gets to a point. You know that point where this, yeah, this, the the sand meets the like hard sand uh-huh. where the water's. So as soon as he hits that, the music hits, uh-huh. and he starts to do the Undertaker walk where he's looking down, <laughs> and he gets to the edge of the water. The sun he, goes away. He gets down on the knee and puts the urn up. <laughs> and the shark goes away. Or he gives him a tombstone. Oh, or a choke slam. Sure. Oh, the choke slam. Count that yourself could, lucky. That couldn't be a better story for The Undertaker. <laughs> he walks in the water and scares a shark away. Oh, my God. Yeah, the shark just turns and goes back into the water. Now, I don't believe the whole story. Right. <laughs> you think it was fake? Oh, I don't think it's fake. I think it's a wrestler telling their version of the story. Oh, okay. Which is probably embellished, which is awesome, though. I mean, that's what you do. That's what they do. Because there's no video of The Undertaker walking in the water. Yes, it is. I saw it. Oh, and the shark. There's video of this. Yes, there is. So I just saw the video of her. You see her, and then on the video that I watched, she's holding it up. He comes out into the water. He walks. He literally just stands there. And the shark comes up, like sees him, and then circles around and goes back out. Then I stand corrected. There is a video. It is all real. (laughs) It is not a work. Yeah. That is awesome. Good for Mm -hmm. The Undertaker. All right. Um, This uh, is a term you might not know, but you might participate in especially well only actually if you and your significant other sleep apart Mm. there's a term for it. i didn't learn this term today it's not a very friendly term it's not a happy term it's not a term you want to scream out loud i don't know who did this and who said it but 
This might be you. I'll tell you what that is here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Yeah. Thanks for being here. It's the BS, all sponsored by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. My name's Jason Bailey. Hello. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can participate here in the final hour of the program. You can also text us. Get in on the text machine. Messaging and data rate supply. Would you, you know, before I get into the sleep thing, but like with streaming being the thing over cable television, you know, like back in the day, it was must-see TV. You had your ABC, your CBS, your NBC, then eventually Fox got into that mix. You always kind of knew when something was on or something was coming up. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that like now that everything is streamed and there's so many ways to watch something, you miss things that are, I mean, fairly big on television? Yes, Yes. all the time. Right. It's like either they don't advertise it. There's no way I could miss this much. No, I feel like we're not watching regular TV as much, and that's why we're missing it. We're not seeing the commercials and the pop yes. and the push for it because we're watching Netflix. We're watching all these other things. There you go. Nailed it right there. That's mm-hmm. exactly why it is. I bring this up because the ESPYs are on right now, and oh, wow. I like the ESPYs. I had no idea. Uh, and, Me either. And the only reason I knew it was on uh, because you know I follow Pat McAfee on uh, Twitter, and he's hosting it. And I got to tell you, he might be the best host of an award show that I've seen in a very long time. And they still don't have writers, so he's doing this like off the dome, off the cuff. Oh, that's another good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he doesn't look like he's reading anything. Like okay. he's it's really impressive. You know, you need to to host any of these award shows is like the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. You know, it it actually might be better that the writers are on strike. Yeah, if that's the you- case. Because you get somebody with talent like Pat McAfee has mm-hmm. Who has the gift of gab and can improv and talk to people like they're people versus reading off of a teleprompter? Right. Yeah, he's really good. Okay. Really, really good. You know, you get a lot of these people that do the Oscars and stuff, and they're just boring. It's well, they're just reading off a teleprompter. You know who else is a really good host? Is LL Cool J. Hmm, I'm trying to think of me seeing him host. I don't remember him like the Oscar or the Grammys. He hosts the Grammys a couple times. I guess I haven't seen that. Yeah. But back in the day, it was Steve Martin. I always thought Steve Martin was good with Martin Short. They had that old school kind of intro to the show. And then Billy Crystal. I always liked Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal was good. Because it was always, what, him and Robin Williams and Whoopi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was their comic relief thing that they started to do. Oh, is that what that? Am I confusing the Yeah, that was that. But then you had this, like, run of just really bad. I don't want to say bad because it takes talent to get up there and, and, and to get the job and all that stuff. It just was not exciting. Mm-mm. It was like they tried too hard. And then they start making the shows way too long. Mm. Like, nobody's going to be interested after four hours. Like, I don't think Chris Rock is a good uh, award show host. Oh, no, not nope. at all. No, didn't think he did a good job. Ricky Gervais, as funny and as, I think, intelligent and intellectual as he is, and a visionary for a lot of things, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of Carlin in him, I think. Yeah. Um. It was it was too angry, <laughs> yeah, and too drunk, and like daring you to be upset with him, right? Yeah, it was one of those types of the things. The one guy I thought that got short shrift, uh, short shrift on this was uh, uh, McFarlane. I thought his Oscars was really good, and he got lit up. Seth McFarlane was good. Seth McFarlane was good. But anyway, so I just want to point that. I just, I just like I had no idea. I had no idea it was on. Mm-mm. Like I'll go home, and now that my YouTube TV is 
finally caught up with me being on this coast. It knows where you are. Right. It knows where I am. I don't know how it did it, but it finally caught up with me. Because before I'd be getting all East Coast programming. Uh huh. And I'd get home, you know, and uh Mr. Spelling Bee. Yeah, Mr. Spelling Bee, yeah, Mr. Spelling Bee. Or yeah, I miss WWE Raw or whatever the case may be. So now that it's called I'll get home and I'm like, dude, this is on I didn't even know this was on. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I miss this kind of stuff? I miss the Grammys. Right, that's what I'm talking about. This Grammys, Emmys, S, you know, all that <laughs> kind of all stuff. Uh, all right, more than a third of Americans. Okay, this is what I was talking about going into break. So you, this might be you. More than a third of Americans say they occasionally or constantly, or I'm sorry, consistently sleep in another room from their partner. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to a survey from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. The term is called sleep divorce. Ooh, no, I've never good. heard of that. Me neither. <laughs> I don't call it that. I've heard uh-huh. of people sleeping in different rooms, snoring, whatever the case, angry, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but sleep divorce. That's that's what it's called. The practice of sleeping separately. And if this is you, by the way, feel free. 916-909-0985. Because I want to know the reason why you do it. I would bet that if you do participate in the sleep divorce thing, one, you're not going to use that term. Mm-hmm. And two, you do it because whomever you're sleeping with or apart from snores. Yeah, that's why my parents didn't. Because of snoring? Mm-hmm. Dad or mom? Dad slept in another room and he was a snorer. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend whose dad, I mean, I'd never heard, I snore, but I'd never heard anything like this before. Oh, intense. That's my ex-mother-in-law. It was like being at a zoo overnight. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Or maybe when you've been with somebody for an extended amount of time, you just fall asleep at this point wherever you fall asleep. So for me, if I'm in my living room laying on the couch and I fall asleep, I'm just going to stay there and sleep. I don't feel like I got to get up and go be in a room or a bed with somebody that I'm with. Oh, I disagree on that one. Why? See, I yeah. do too. That's a, that's a single thing to do. It's just like fall asleep, leave me there. Yeah. No, 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 no. If you're with somebody, Wait, well, you've never no. been married, but if you're with somebody... And you fall asleep on the couch. Hey, honey, let's go to bed. Or pick them up. Pick them up. <laughs> don't pick me up. I don't like to be touched or bothered when I'm sleeping. Well, then to wake you up, you say, hey, look, let's get to bed. With First, a pole, do not wake that woman up. <laughs> don't wake me up. Just leave me alone. <laughs> well, yeah, I, could, I couldn't I could even imagine. Like, I couldn't do that to Rach. She, we got to sleep with it. Now, we got five dogs in the bed. Well, after tomorrow night, we'll only have three. But Why? Because uh, bees will be here. Oh. oh, and some of them sleeps with her? Oh, Henry. Yeah, Henry and Jen Jen, Grandma Jen Jen. Oh, okay. yeah, they'll sleep with they'll sleep with the bees. So we got a little extra room in the bed now. Which is nice. <laughs> Maybe I can finally touch my wife. Huh. It's like a five dogs. Uh, so the practice of sleeping separately known as sleep divorce meant to help you fall asleep and stay asleep without disruptions such as snoring, stolen covers. OK, that oh, can yep. be aggravating or early alarms. One of you might have to get up earlier than the other, though. These all make sense to me. Two, two different types of situations. I'm lucky with my wife. My wife is a trooper. Like, she can get up at any time, and she can go back to bed at any time. See, I can't do that. Once I'm up, I'm up. And so am I. That's that's my problem, too. Mm-mm. And she's she's not grumpy if she doesn't get to sleep. You know, she'll just go take a quick snoozer or something like that. You know, so for all those years that I had to get up early in the morning, mm-hmm. sometimes she'd get up with me. She'd just get up and start her day and do whatever it is, and then maybe oh, take a nap. She used to get up and make us breakfast during COVID. I'm like, she is so nice. Right, exactly. She didn't complain about it at no. one time. Uh, now, at night, she likes to fall asleep with the TV on. Oh, I hate that. I hate that, too. And I'm not a fan because it's always one of those things when you fall asleep, the TV, you know, like you fall asleep, that's fine, everything's good. But then for some reason, that noise that's 
like not you can't hear starts to come back and then it just gets louder and louder and louder and louder and by the time it peaks and you're awake it's like blaring in your ear it sounds like they're standing in your face shouting and i gotta tell you it makes me angry i turned her like can you turn it down <laughs> so now i'm now mad and why does it always end up being like a Civil War movie or something that's randomly <laughs> on at 3 o'clock in the morning? Nah, she's got some kind of pornography on. That's it. What's that you show that she watches? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not pornography. Oh. She waits till I fall asleep <laughs> to watch the show. And I'm like, you're dirty. We got a message from the text machine. Oh, uh, yeah. It says, people that say I don't like to be touched or bothered when I'm asleep or I'm doing certain things, the husband and wife has to be the exception. What does that mean? I guess they're saying if you're married, it doesn't matter if you don't want to be touched or bothered. Your husband and wife got to be able to touch you. Like I should be able to touch you to wake you up if we were man and wife? Yeah. Because that's dangerous. I did it one time, never again. Yeah, I agree with that. If you're married to somebody, you know, you like, you know, sex and money, right? It's all about, you know, you, you got to have both or you got to you got to have both of them or an understanding of both of them, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have one of them, there's really your, your marriage is not going to go well. Right. You know, something's going to happen. But I guess you could throw sleeping in there, too. Like, if you, like, legit cannot sleep together for whatever reason, then that's not going to be a healthy marriage. It's not that you can't sleep together. I just don't want to sleep with you all the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's part of being married, right? Right. No. What do I you mean, think no? you have to sleep together So where are you going to sleep? Night. Just fall asleep on the couch? Yeah, or I you sleep saying on my couch a lot. Or are you saying purposely fall asleep somewhere else? No, I don't do it purposefully. I just do it wherever I fall asleep. What if you sleep. get in an argument with your significant other? Is it okay to sleep in another room? No, I'll mm -hmm. sleep right next to you, mad at you. Yep. If I'm in my, if I want to be in my bed. But do you sleep next to him after an argument on purpose, or is it just because you just slept? You oh, fall it's asleep. just where time I fell asleep at. <laughs> you what? It's just wherever I fall asleep at. Because you should never sleep in a different room angry. Why? Which well, is horrible. It's bad for the relationship. You got to figure it out before you go to sleep because you don't want to wake up the next day mad. Yeah, people say that. I think that's very cliche. A lot of times when you're mad, you don't just get over it right away. No, but you got to figure it out. That's that's like it's like summer camp. Like you can't go to sleep until you figure it out. <laughs> it takes me a couple <laughs> <Summer>. of days. <laughs> days? Yeah. Wow, I've had an, an argument carry over to the next day, but not days. And we it happens sometimes. Why you're not <laughs> How long I'll did your married. first one? Oh. Don't worry. They uh, know that poor sleep can worsen your mood. Those who are sleep deprived are more likely to argue with their partners. Totally true. There may be some resentment. Agree with that. Toward the person causing the sleep disruption, which can negatively impact relationships. I will tell you my first wife. Uh, so she would. Same thing. She liked to watch TV. Or no, 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 no. It was the opposite. I'm sorry. I was doing nights when we met. So mm -hmm. this was years ago. Uh, and I would get home late and she had a nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I would want to come home and get in bed because I don't like to fall asleep on the couch. I don't want to fall asleep anywhere else in the house. I want to fall. I want to get into my bed on my side and, you know, put a, put a Gerber in and watch television. Okay. And she just, after a while said, no, I, I can't sleep with the TV on, you know, it's not so much the, the, the TV on, it's the noise. And she was already asleep. No, just in general, it became oh. a thing. So she made me buy, this is like my first set of Bluetooth headphones. She That's made good. me buy, it was like right when they came out, I think. 
She made me buy Bluetooth headphones. Like you put it in the, the yellow yeah. and the white in the back, and then you just sync it That's up. That's smart. It sucks. Anybody that has to wear Bluetooth headphones in their own bed, it sucks <laughs> because you fall asleep with the headphones on. Oh, yep. Yeah, and then it wakes you up at some point in the night. One of them's in your eye. Because <laughs> you got the headphones on your head. So, see, you could have just sat in the living room for a little bit, watched TV, and then go into bed and sleep. No, I, could, I can't do that. I can't fall asleep in the other, uh, anywhere else in the house. Text Machine says, my grandparents slept in separate beds in the same room. Then another message says, I feel like over time, not sleeping together creates distance and can lead to distancing problems long term, even when you're mad. I agree with that. Yeah. And that's, you know, the grandparents. So this, I, I thought it was a thing for, I mean, our grandparents wouldn't be the boomers. I don't know what you call them. Old. They're the lost generation. The lost generation, <laughs> the golden era, whatever. But that was kind of normal from what I, what I think, what I remember. Like, mm-hmm. right? My grandparents, it was. Well, I have, I have two different sets. So my mom's set, they slept together, but my dad's set, they didn't. Why didn't they do it? Um, not sleep issues. It was like more of a culture, not a cultural thing, but a... I think my grandma, generational thing. Yeah, so my grandmother and grandfather lived next door to each other. So my grandfather would be there all day, every day. He'd eat dinner. They would maybe start in her room, but then he would get up every single night and go across the street and sleep. Maybe that's the key to a long marriage. <laughs> it's he like did it my whole life. <laughs> hey, leave the door open. I'll be over around nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, he did it every night. And then That's he weird. leaves some money on the dresser and walks across yeah. the street and to his. Come back in the morning and eat breakfast. He takes an Uber to his house across the street. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the key to longevity in a marriage. <laughs> to do it like our forefathers did it. Like, I always wondered if you're sleeping in two separate beds because they weren't like two queens or two kings. Mm-mm. They were like two fools. Yep. Yeah. And 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 you know they're in this small little room. They say like when you want to get intimate, whose bed do you go to? Don't matter. Hers. I know it doesn't matter, but that wasn't my question. Whose bed do you go to? Hers. I'm saying I don't think it mattered to him. It's just whenever the mood hit him, they just fall in the bed. Because the woman wasn't the aggressor then; it was the guy. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It would they would go to hers. Yeah, hers. Yeah, he'd go over to hers. Uh-huh. Or he demand she come to his. I'd make it hers. Grandma, come over here to my bed. <laughs> we're getting busy tonight. <laughs> Grandkid said we knock boots. That's oh. what we're gonna do. So the uh, the survey, when they did this, uh, like over 2,000 adults in the U.S., they found that 43% of millennials engaged in the sleep divorce. That shocks me, hmm. surprises me, because only 22% of baby boomers say they do it. Sleep separately. Yeah, that's what we kind of just said, though. I'm a millennial, you baby boomer era, so. He's a Gen X. Well, Gen X, sorry. Wow. So I'm saying, like, <sighs> it's okay to do it. The utter disrespect, and to your face. Yeah, I'm not even close to a boomer. So I say the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying. That's like a, that's that's like saying the N-word. No, right. it's not. To Gen X it is. It's very, yeah, to Gen X, it's oh. very, very similar. Why do you think they started saying, okay, boomer, kids did, because it really riles up Gen X. It makes them mad? Yeah. Okay. 33% of those in Gen X do the sleep divorce thing, and 28% of those in Gen Z are doing the sleep divorce thing. So I don't know if, like, I, I get. I guess if you want to participate, it's it's voluntary, right? I mean, it's not something that it's, like, a divorce sounds so bad and so forced, uh-huh. where you're like, hey, you go home, and how does that conversation go? Like, that can't go over well at first. That Like, never. 
you know, I guess unless both of you are having issues and you kind of are, it's amicable and you yeah. agree to it. I don't know. Maybe maybe millennials and Gen Z are more open with their feelings. It depends on your individual marriage because we both know a person whose marriage they agreed to sleep in separate rooms and it was because of the job. His wife said that she was keeping him up oh. in the morning. They had to sleep in separate rooms. So I just think it's based on your marriage. Yeah, but I don't think we got that whole story. Okay, well, that's the story we were told. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think there's more to that story. Oh. I think the age gap grossed her out. Uh, uh, it was her way to dodge <laughs> her way to dodge the ding ding. <laughs> I would agree. One thousand percent. But I'm just saying that's the story we were told. And maybe some of that, maybe that's a lie. Like you say, well, you snore. What if you found out you didn't snore oh. and your wife comes to you and asks for a sleep divorce <laughs> and you want to oblige. So you're like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep you up. And you have a busy work schedule the next day. And then you find out you don't snore and she just doesn't want to have sex with you. Oh, that would be the ultimate. Wow. Right. Yeah. But it comes out when they don't sleep with you for a long period of time, it sneaks up on you. Doesn't just happen one day where they just stop. Oh, tell me more. He knows about it. <laughs> Look at his face right now. He's like, <laughs> he looks. Sad. Can't believe you went there, Bailey. It was, <laughs> it's a long swath of my marriage where we weren't having a lot of sex. All right, nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. We were talking about midseason. Was it midseason finales? Uh-huh. Yes. Was that the term? Yes. Midseason finales. We couldn't decide if we were okay with them or not. Right. I decided I was against it. You were against it. Yes. Okay. Well, after last night, I have my answer. Okay. <laughs> and I can tell you why. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what his answer is. Uh, all right, it's the BS on Eddie Rock. Do we like midseason finales or no? That was the conversation the other day. We couldn't figure it out. Well, Nikki did. I, I said, yeah, I said no. I couldn't. They're not for me. I want to see my stuff. I want to binge it all at one time. Yeah, that's right. You're the mm-hmm. binger. Mm-hmm. I think Nelson and I were kind of leaning towards the, we like the weekly. I like weekly. I do not like the midseason. Well, I can definitively tell you right now i do not like the midseason finale <laughs> and i didn't realize this until last night uh when i got to the midseason finale of the lincoln lawyer without even a heads up thank you that it was coming thank you because that's what happened for me in the witcher all of a sudden it's like well then you'll have to see the rest of this season july 28th and i go where was that tease at where was that information well they didn't even do that at the end it was just over and then you know how it rolls into something else. Yep. yep. It rolls into the trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it just ended. And so it, this is how bad it was. So, you know, w- w- my wife and I have kind of a thing now. We schedule, I get home, we eat some dinner. Our, 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 our kitchen table's not ready yet. So we've got TV trays and we're in front of the TV, you know, watching Jack and Lisa on the TV, watching the, watching the television. <laughs> and so, you know, we're in the Lincoln Lawyers, one of our favorite shows. It's back, the second season. And we're watching it, and we get episode one, episode two, episode. She's like, I, yeah, it, and all. The other thing is Netflix and all these other streaming services have to invent or somebody invent a way that you can mark where you're at before you fall asleep. And you would say, well, just turn it off, or you know, whatever. But if you're two people watching one show, which happens often, yep. and you're under one account and one person falls asleep and the other person watches it, you obviously forget where you fell asleep, so the person that stays awake could mark it 
and know where you fell asleep. Genius. Isn't know. that genius? Yes. That is a really good idea. Yep. That is a really good idea. So the, we, we didn't know where we, we we left off. So we're sitting there, and I'm, she's like, well, I've watched more than you. I think I'm past the episode five and stuff. So Now, but you're saying then that if you fell asleep in the middle of episode three, she went to five? Well, if she didn't know I was sleeping, usually she'll turn it off. I was going to say, because that's a violation. No, no, no. Usually, <laughs> you, until she hears, you know, she'll 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 turn it off and, and, and to watch it together. I'll let he's you a tricky sleeper. He doesn't always look sleep when he sleeps. Yeah, I give you that. From the, the 4th of July party he threw, mm-hmm. it took a minute to realize, I think, I think Bailey's out. What do you mean I don't look asleep when I'm asleep? Because you don't always look asleep. Like when we were watching the Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, are you are you falling asleep? And you were like, no, I'm I'm watching it. But when I was looking at you, you looked sleep. Like, I know your eyes were closed, but you swore to God they weren't, and you talked to me right away. So I'm like, well, maybe he isn't sleep, Yeah, but I can but he talk. definitely looks sleep. <laughs> what? I've never heard that before. Yeah. I've never heard someone say, dude, I've seen you sleep, man. <laughs> and then sometimes I just don't know if it's real. <laughs> so we're watching The Lincoln Lawyer, and we're like, okay, so we're at episode five. Uh, well, episode four, and then it rolls into five, and we're watching five, and I was like, okay, I've seen this, I've seen, okay, I haven't seen this. So we get, you know, about halfway in episode five, and it ends. And You're then ready it goes, for six. And then, yeah, I'm ready to go. To, I'm like, okay, let's go to six, and then we'll just move up to the bedroom and watch the rest of mm-hmm. and it. Uh, and then it goes into a trailer. I hate that. And Rach starts cussing up a storm. <laughs> she was furious, and I don't blame the girl. <laughs> so when does the next one come back? Did you find that out? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure it's said, but I have no... I, oh, August. Oh, see, I'm not even going to start it then. See, I was getting ready to start it. You even asked me if I started it. No, I'm going to wait. You know I what? Can't. I don't blame you. Mm-mm. I would wait until the second part of the season Absolutely. comes out. Because it's really good. Oh, I know it is. It's really, really, really good. Are you oh. into this Lincoln Lawyer? I'm going to get into it now because of you guys. But you can go ahead and watch the first season now. But you got to watch the, the first one. season. Yeah. Now, now I got to find something new to watch. August third. August third. Ooh. So Hulu is releasing the true story series of the sexually abusive ex Cobb County teacher for mine and Nikki D's old neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. You remember this story? Which one? Uh, so let's see. Let me read this. A brand new series detailing the moments a Cobb County woman realized her husband, a school teacher at the time, was a sexual abuser. Just dropped on Hulu. The streaming service premiered. The three-part documentary called Betrayal, The Perfect Husband on Tuesday. The husband refers to Spencer Heron, who was named Teacher of the Year at Kell High School before being arrested for the sexual assault of his former student, Rachel, during the 2016-2017 year. Now, this is the kicker for this whole thing, right? This Uh is the ultimate receipt. Based off of his wife, Jen's hit podcast, the docuseries features interviews with multiple woman, women who also claim to have taken, been taken advantage of by this guy. His wife took the story of what happened to her, turned it into a successful podcast, and now has a deal with Hulu for this Good docuseries. Good for her. I'm looking him up. I do remember this guy. Good for her. Can you imagine wow. being the wife of this guy and interviewing these women that your husband sexually abused. No, I, I don't even know if I could do that. I don't. That would be very hard to hear, to accept. Like, you, then somehow when stuff like that happens, you have, like, remorse on your own. Like, yeah. did I miss signs? Yeah. 
Oh no. That's the ultimate that. that's the ultimate receipt. Oh, though. absolutely. It's like you did that to me. Watch the money I make off of you. Dang. That's pretty good. He's a nice looking guy too. Yeah. Oh my god. That's probably why I got it. Are you in here another ultimate receipt? What's By the that? way, if if you don't know what a receipt is, it's a get back. You know, it's just a term. You know, you got a receipt on somebody. You you were able to get one over. You finally paid them back. Mm. Paid the, you know, they did something to you, and five years later, you finally got them back. That's right. what a receipt is. So yeah, hear- but like in the best way possible. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> I'm a big wait in the wings kind of guy for a good receipt. I, I can I can wait 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years before I, I have no problem doing that. <laughs> I've got a life hit list of people, and I have no problem doing. It. So there's a guy that I know, and uh, he was dating this girl. Mm-hmm. And this girl was once kind of a big girl, and she loses all this weight, and she's absolutely gorgeous, stunning now. I mean, Ooh. not that she wasn't pretty before, but you know what I'm saying. She's like Instagram model, that kind of thing. And uh, they break up, mm-hmm. and she now is dating a uh, famous athlete. Ooh. Okay? And you know, it's one thing when your ex is prouncing around on social media look at us we're at the fair look at us we're at the mall look at you know that's you know that's one thing and you can get over that you just you know whatever but today the the girl puts up on social media she and her boyfriend are on the cover of a wedding magazine she's wearing a wedding dress and he's in a tuxedo that is definitely the ultimate receipt buddy is kicking himself i was like she looks great Mind he's you, punching the air. He's punching walls. And the dude she's with <laughs> looks even better. I got to be honest with you. Oh my god. Uh, I, I I don't know. That would take a minute for me to get over. This guy I know. He was uh talking about one, his ex girlfriend and the ultimate receipt she gave him, which is the same. She's now dating some actor who you can watch all of his movies on Netflix. And he said that out loud, like it hurt his soul to know that. So, yes. Because she went with a... She went with somebody better than him because he's a nice-looking guy. But right. she went with somebody looks better than him and has more money than you. Right. There you go. That's why guys always let women break up with you. Because most likely they're going to cheat down. The men cheat down, too. The yeah. men cheat down hard, yeah. Big time. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they stay with them. Ugh, the ones I've, I've encountered cheat down and marry them. Because you never want... Ugh. Your ex to be with somebody that's better than you. Ever. No. No. You want to be the best thing that ever happened to them. I haven't come across <laughs> it yet. That's great. Love it. Not that I care. Is your ex with someone now? No. In fact, the, the most recent relationship she had was not a good relationship. I mean, not one that I would celebrate that, that had happened to her, but it wasn't an upgrade. He was better looking than me, though, like physically. She's like, probably yeah. banging your friends and stuff because it's a small town, right? Everybody knows each other. No, it's not a small town. <laughs> There's a million people there. I mean, I guess it's small in comparison to to here. Well, no, Sacramento's only just over a million. So you're about. I did, I thought you were like from an outskirts of Omaha. No, 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 no. Like Brownville or something. No, I didn't even no, know. No, from Ashland. Yeah. Well, I don't no. know. What some small town outside? Yeah, I'm giving you. That's an that, that's okay. the town you're imagining. Is yeah, Ashland. population three twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody no. grew up there. Everybody knows each other. No, I'm from I'm from the only city Nebraska has really. Omaha. Omaha. Mm-hmm. Is there a Lincoln? Lincoln's like it might as well be part of Omaha. It's like the distance between here and Sky River. So has she slept with any of her friends? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows of. She hasn't. Do you have any friends? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You don't have any friends, Nelson? <laughs> that was my follow-up no, question. <laughs> Slept with any of your friends? No. no. Have any friends? No. Not a one. No. Well, well that, makes it, that. that makes it good there, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Makes it easier. I dare you. Find a friend to sleep with. <laughs> 
Uh, fourth and final round of headlines. What you got? I'm going to tell you what Jamie Foxx has finally said publicly, sorta, and what weird object was found in a snake. All right, there you go. Getting learned a little bit. Your fourth and final round of headlines coming up here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. I for no. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. This, ladies and gentlemen, would be the fourth and final round of headlines brought to us by Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Best service, best price, guaranteed. That's no BS. <laughs> you like that, right? I did like it. All right, there you go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Nikki D. Jamie Foxx isn't making statements, but he's returning bags. H7. So I was like, Jamie? What? Like, he hopped out the car. And he walked over, handed me my bag. He looks good. And um, he said he was good. I asked him, is he feeling good? And he said, I feel good. So there you have it. Somebody was able just, to. Just to be clear, <laughs> just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Everyone's good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's he good. good. Did I hear that everyone was good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because she asked if he was good. And he said that he was good. He was good. Yes. I mean, she was good. So everything's good. Everything is good. We we wanted to know how he's doing. He has not made a statement. This woman and her family was doing a little pedal cab in Chicago downtown, and she dropped her bag. They're still paddling around the city. We're not sure when Jamie Foxx noticed it or picked it up, but he pulls up next to them, gets out of his SUV, hands her the bag. She's the first person that I know of who's been able to ask him, like you said yesterday, How's he doing? He says he's fine. Not publicly in a statement, but he told this lady he's good. You said pedal cab, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I heard something. That's what they are. No, 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 no. It's all right. I, I thought I heard you say pedo cab. Same. I was like, what kind of cab is a pedo cab? Like, Don't get in that cab. <laughs> pedo cab. That is not the one. <laughs> That's not the cab you want to get into, kiddies. <laughs> oh, I think they're called white vans. You're right. <laughs> Or ice cream trucks. They need to rebrand themselves. The pedo cab. Pedo cab. Right. <laughs> Puber. Puber. Where was this at? This was in downtown Chicago. Gotcha. You guys know what a pedal cab is. You, you got to hit that L yeah, a little harder. Yeah, you. Yeah, come come stronger with the L. Pedal cab. No, no, it's the it's. It's not that you're hitting the the middle too hard. It's you're not hitting the end hard enough, so you kind of uh, come off as pedo cab. It sounds pedal. like it sounds like pet. It's it, it, there's nothing wrong. Right. It's us hearing yes. pedo cab. No, tune your ears. I'm, I, we're not the only one. Somebody on the text machine will tell. You. Somebody's hearing pedo cab. I did. Mm-mm. And I know you did not say that, uh-uh. but it sounded like pedo cab, and I'd never heard that term before. And I was Either like, are I. we promoting? That, that's not good. That is not this no, show. No, no, no. And why is Jamie Foxx in one? <laughs> not here. He's like Menudo. He's outgrown it. <laughs> All right. Well, good thing Jamie Foxx is good. Well, I'm happy that he is, and I'm still waiting for him to say something to everybody. But the fact that he at least spoke to this woman, she asked him, and he answered her, says that if you do ask him, he's not opposed to talking about it. I wonder if he told any of the kids in the camp. <laughs> There were no kids in the cab. They still make it a pickup. Yeah. <laughs> this thing got candy for the ride. That's <laughs> what Jamie Foxx is doing now. <laughs> driving better cabs. Uh, all right, second story. A mouse trap saved a family from mice and possibly a snake. H8. A decent sized corn snake 
that is stuck on a glue trap and it's actually stuck on a glue trap with a dead mouse and a live mouse. There's a lot of different animals that get stuck on those glue traps, actually, if we're going to be honest. And according to the New York Post, in this story, there was a snake that ate the entire trap with the mouse still on it. Someone noticed the snake, and I'm not sure where. It doesn't say exactly where they saw him at. I don't think it was inside the home, maybe outside of the home. And they called, like, animal control, which yeah. came out, got the snake, and they did surgery on it to remove the mouse trap out of the snake. And the picture is pretty gruesome. So if you pull it up online and look for it, you still see the mouse on the trap once they pull it out in surgery. Because uh, he wanted the mouse, but the mouse was on the trap. So he ate it all. What a, a dumb snake. <laughs> he right. doesn't know. And they saved it. Like, they did surgery on a They s- did surgery on the snake and removed it. That's the dumbest it. thing. I'll tell you, you snake lovers, though, you are you are vicious. Like, you go on social media and you kill a snake in your yard. And, I mean, you guys... Why'd you have to kill it, man? Did nothing to you. Those are good snakes. Like, I, I didn't you do that before? Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only good snake is a dead snake. I, I learned my lesson though. I was like, I think I remember you doing that. We had like a, a ridiculously large copperhead in our backyard, and we chopped is the that head venomous? off. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. don't know which one of them. Yeah, you get about you got about thirty to forty five minutes. Is that the red on black? No, that's no. that's a. Um, Coral snake. Coral, okay. Yeah. Yellow and black together, like a stoplight. Slow down, stop. But coral snakes don't normally uh, uh, bite people because they're, unlike most venomous snakes, that they're shaped like diamonds, their heads. Okay. They have small mouths, so they can't open the mouth to, like, bite your arm or got whatever it. the case may be. They get I, like a pinky in film. Florida, they got them, and I'd, I'd see them, like, especially new development stuff. But, no, copperheads are mean, and they, they camouflage. And so when you're walking, you know, a lot of people, they get bit by them all the time. Uh, and they don't I give you a warning them. like rattlesnakes. You know, you're walking, you'll hear a rattlesnake. You won't, you won't hear a copperhead. Uh, my, my, na- my old neighbor's granddaughter got bit by one. Ooh. $50,000 later of antivenom. But, like, like, I guess they put a dye in your system, and it goes through your veins, and it turns it blue, so it looks like a roadmap so you can see the venom. And they sees how far it went up in your Into body. Your body, yeah. When oh it was my goodness. really trippy, but thank God everything worked out okay. But they're like another twenty minutes, and it wasn't going to work out. Anyway, the point is, is I killed it, chopped yeah. its damn head off. Mm-hmm. Right, thank you. And I was like, look how big this is. I won this battle or something <laughs> silly. I was the bad guy. They went ham on you, <laughs> dude. The damn thing was camouflaged in my walkway. Oh my goodness! And it was like. It, there, somebody was going to get bit. Thank God, my actually, it was my mother-in-law that found it. Oh my God, the, the, the snake world. You, you're such a man. They're good uh, for the environment. Look, I like looking at them, but I don't want them in my house. I don't want to see them unexpectedly. Snakes are stupid. I'm going to tell you. Oh. Well, somebody agreed with you guys on the text machine. They said, "I'm hearing pedo cab." Okay, thank you very much. Yes. Fine. It's 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 just it <laughs> no, you're was fine. It, yeah, you're. It, don't get mad. I'm it, not mad. It's just we. Heard pedo cat. Mm-hmm. Which what does that say about us? That yeah. their minds are programmed a little, little wonky. Right, exactly. That's what I'd say. All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, text on text machine. 916-909-0985. You ever been in a pedo cab? Feel free. Pure. <laughs> Ice cream truck drivers. <laughs> Sorry, ice cream cookies. 
I'm sure you're good people. Just an odd job. That makes it even weirder now that we called him the Ding Ding Man growing up. (laughs) The ice cream man? That's what we called him because he had where I'm from, they didn't play music, they had a bell. Oh. So he's got the the Ding 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 Man. Mm -hmm. That's weird, dude. It's It's a pedo cab. Yeah. That's weird, dude. I can't even look at you. Today. Have you lick his snowballs? Well, I mean, he gave you a free snow cone afterwards. <laughs> what flavor do you want? Flesh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Peach. So salty. <laughs> salty flesh. Uh, nine. Can you get the said peach. fried onions off the top? What is that? God damn. Can you get the chocolate jimmies off, please? Why are they curly? 916-909-0985. Good minutes. The BS on any right. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson about out for a Wednesday. Tomorrow, my daughter gets here for good, which is very exciting. Yay. Friday, I know Nikki, your daughter gets here for good. She will be here. It's exciting. It's the last, well, almost the last of the bags that we left behind, mm-hmm. her daughter. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's it for me. Got one more. We have a fifth pod that needs to be picked up. Wow. Hey. I know. You guys in them pods. It was a last-minute thing. I forget why, but like we still had stuff in the garage. We still haven't sold our house, which sucks. And so we're just sitting there, but there was like all these things are still left behind. We have to get another pod. It's like I don't think anybody's ever had to get five pods before. This is absolutely absurd. That's a lot of pods. That's a lot of pods. I mean, you had a, you did have a nice size house though, and you did have a lot of things, so it, it makes sense. That's too much stuff. This should, this, if we had more time, we should have consolidated. Yeah, you guys should have thrown a lot of stuff away. That's what I did. And I moved, just threw and, it out. And moved into a RV or something. No. Small. <laughs> Seriously, I remember I did that one time after my first divorce. I did consolidated. If I hadn't seen it, touched it, looked at it, smelled it, thought about it. It was out the door. It was going to Goodwill or wherever or the trash. If they didn't want it, it was that bad. You know, and I I went, through, dude, I had like old Walkman CD tape. I mean, just mm-hmm. weird, weird stuff. Actually, some of the stuff I wish I would have kept, but just weird, weird stuff. And then I moved into this little two bedroom, two bath condo. It was awesome. It was the it was the bachelor pad of awesome. Had this wraparound balcony. That's how I wooed uh, Rach. Oh, with your bachelor pad? It was my bachelor pad. I'd bring her over Big Daddy Bang Bang style. <laughs> my rule of thumb is if I haven't touched it in a year, it needs to go in the trash. Go Or go to, you know, give it to Goodwill. Yeah, or do that. Get I little, donate it. Get a little tax rate off. So, anyway, our kids get here, which is nice. So, you have children that live with you. That's nice. We need we need our children here. Mm-hmm. And then we have to figure out what to do with them when they get here. Oh, this is going to be a lot of money. So, I get a text from my neighbor, right? And uh, I, I saw this story. I didn't bring it up because, you know, there's not really much to it, I guess. Uh, it's, a, it's not a great story, but uh, as far as the guy that's involved, because he was a high school baseball standout, Jamie Groshkin. And uh, he had plans to play his first college baseball season at Sac City College for the Panthers. But he had a firework exploded in his hand, exploded Ooh. in his hand. And, you know, I saw the story, you know, I didn't bring it up because there's really no, no, nowhere to go with it other than, you know, I could ask people for crazy, you know, all kinds of things. But it was like, it's very sad. You know, let's move Horrible. on. Horrible. So I get a text from my neighbor. She sent me the video of this happening. It happened, like, right next to my neighborhood. How does she know oh. all these things? My neighbor knows everybody. It's like the, she's like the, the honorable mayor of Roseville. 
or Barbara Walters. She knows everybody. So I've got video of this kid blowing his hand off. And I don't want to see it. And then I've got a picture of him in the hospital. It's a very sad story because, I mean, he had a baseball career ahead of him. And and I don't know the story on how it happened. Yeah, I was about to say, how did it happen? Like, what was he doing? Or Oh, that's why we got the pod. Thank you, because she sold her car. Oh. So we couldn't put the stuff. We were going to put the stuff in the cars when we shipped the cars. Okay, makes sense. But she had to have work done on her car, and it would have been too expensive. Mm-hmm. So she just was like, I'm selling my car. So we didn't have any place to put the rest of the stuff. That's okay, that makes it. sense. Yeah, that's why we did it. Yeah, so uh, this kid had a, you know, a future and blew his hand off. Now he can't play baseball, which sucks. I feel really bad for him. Or he could be the comeback story of a lifetime. He learns to pitch or whatever with the other hand. Oh, and he is an inspiration to everyone everywhere. Or plays a different position, and I don't know what position you play without throwing the ball. But a catcher, you still got to throw the ball. Yeah, that's like the most throwing. Oh yeah, because you <laughs> catch it, you got to <laughs> yeah. throw it back. Yeah, you're throwing the ball more than anybody else on the field. Yeah. Or he learns how to catch it in the glove and then sling it back out in the glove. What about when somebody's trying to steal steal second or third? Mm. He's got to make that long throw. He can figure out how to do it. Oh, kick it, man. power. JPP did it in football. He blew his hand off, remember? Yes. The, I thought he still had a couple of fingers, though. He does, but he plays with them all wrapped up all the time. Sure. He uses it as like a club. Oh. But he, he's not. He, he. I mean, even though he's a, as a defensive lineman, he needs he, he, the grip. I mean, those guys are at a certain level where right. they're just so powerful they push through. So I guess a little bit still, different man. than gripping. I don't know what position he played. Oh. Whatever position he played. If if he can't do it all with one hand, he may not. Oh, he's a shortstop. There you go. Okay, that so, makes sense. What makes sense? Uh, the hip, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter what position he played. If you're saying he still can't figure out how to throw and catch, it's not going to matter. No, he needs to become a manager. Or a pitcher. No. What do you mean? Well, unless he yeah, uses the other hand. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's where the comeback comes in. He oh, switches the pitcher, done. learns with the pitch with his other hand. Because what it was the Yankee, right, that was a one-handed pitcher? I don't know. Oh Never yeah, and he flipped the glove. No, he was the it was he was uh, with the Indians. Oh, he played for Cleveland. I That's, didn't know. I think he played for Cleveland, if memory serves. But you got to see this video. This is horrible. Mm-mm. I want to see it. Um, so no. it looks like it's his left. Yeah, it's his left hand. So maybe if he's right-handed, he still can play. But this is his hand. Oh man, you know. And then That's here's. Sad. There might be some cussing on that. So. Yeah. <laughs> pull <laughs> might it back. Turn that pull down. it back. Oh, is it like yeah. just close to it when it happens? I guess so. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I'm supposed to when oh, I go home tonight. No. Oh, I'm never s- mind. That's already after it's already happened. Yeah, there's blood everywhere. Yeah, you see that. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, that's roguish. When, when I was a, a kid, my brother used to have a bunch of uh, M80s, like tons of them. I don't know why. And I would go to, he lived in the basement. We were, we were, we were transitioning from Maryland to Florida. And so I'd go in his room and steal them because we'd go out and play army, right? And we'd throw them at each other, of course. Uh, or we'd put them in GI Joe figures and blow them up. Yep. Right. So we go out, and M80s are very powerful. Yeah, it's like a quarter stick of dynamite. Isn't right. It? It's really, really yeah. and he also had firecrackers. You know, and they're wrapped in that red kind of wax mm-hmm. paper type of thing. So I remember one day I go down the street with a bunch of firecrackers, and we would go out to the pond and we'd blow up frogs and stuff like that. But I went, I was by myself. And I start lighting up firecrackers in, like, the middle of this neighborhood by myself, middle of the day, for no reason. I was like, cool, all right. I go, I, you know, you always try to one-up yourself. You go, well, I wonder, <laughs> I, I, I wonder 
what it would be like if I, instead of lighting the the fuse, I lit the paper. Oh. And the paper would light the fuse. Uh-huh. Not thinking that if I light the paper, the paper's directly going. I mean, I was like 11. The paper's going to, I still should know. Go to every mm-hmm. one of them. Go to every one of them. So I sit there and I light the paper and it's right in my face. Whoa. And it goes off. And it was two packs. And I couldn't hear the rest of the day. Uh, and I thought I'd gone deaf, but I didn't <laughs> want to tell my mother because I was afraid I was going to get in trouble. For what you did. Right. So the rest of the day, I just nodded my head. <laughs> and then my hearing before dinner, I mean, this was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the day. And so shortly before dinner, I started to get my hearing back, but I couldn't hear completely. And when I, I don't know if you've ever lost your hearing for an extent, you know, when people can't hear, they talk. It's miserable. And mm-hmm. when you talk, it's kind of, uh, you know, you sound like mm-hmm. you got something wrong with it. And so when she would, I would, I couldn't respond so I get I would just say uh huh uh huh uh-huh. I did that for like two days, and, and she, she didn't catch on. Never caught on. I never told her this story. <laughs> never told her this story. You might know it. But I tell you what happened afterwards. Uh-huh. I never lit firecrackers like that again. That'll learn you. That'll learn you in a big way. All right, Nikki, got anything before we get out of here? Just say no to drugs. There you go. All right, Nelson. Uh, just say no to pedo cabs. There you go. I like that too. <laughs> It's up on the social media. Listen to the BS, please. Like us, follow us, share us, all that good stuff. I want you to have yourself a great and safe rest of your evening, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 3. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big of-